IDP Show. I'm your host, Josh Raymer, joined in the So Check tonight. On my right, Adam Markham. On my left, Bobby Reynolds. Gentlemen, how are we this evening? Doing amazing this evening, Josh. Bob? Doing swell, Adam. Josh, how are you? I am so swell. It's a beautiful day here. We all got our hats on. We are. It's a hat day. Working out in the yard. Did not have time to do the hair before the episode started. So, yeah, it's a hat. It's a hat episode. It is a weird day here in Kentucky. It feels like like fall. A little chilly. A little chilly today. So, did you boys get to get outside and do anything fun? Not really. (laughs) No. Bobo, did you been playing any disc here recently? I played once last week. I got a full round in with my boy Connor. Not your Connor, different Connor. How do you know? How do you know multiple Connors? Uh, Weird world. But uh, yeah, you know Joe T. Got to see Joe T. Swap a little disc with him. There you go. Yeah, it's as you are one to do. It is nice right now though, because I know the ninety-five hundred degree days. It's coming. Humidity. It's on its way. It's on its way. Yeah. It's inescapable, Eddie. I sat out back and watched the storms roll in yesterday. I guess it was. I don't know. I'm kind of getting to that point in life where it's like, you know what? Let's just watch this thunderstorm. That's this that's some like. serious old man behavior right Beautiful. there. Makes you think. <laughs> I was on the mower, ran out of gas yesterday uh-huh. in the middle of the driveway, got home just in time to beat the storms. I'm literally blowing off the driveway as the rain started to come down. Do you so. have any thoughts? I had some thoughts of uh, why did I not fill up my gas can before I got on the mower? You thinking should I call Bobby? Yes. Uh, can I? He bring can the I gas? push this? Can I ask my pregnant wife to push the mower into the garage with me? She'll be fine. The answer was no. I just went and got gas. But we're glad you guys are here tonight. It is the continuation of the series that we started last week, or no, two weeks ago. Uh, It's been linebacker season, though, in the IDP show feed. Two weeks ago, we had the top 48 dynasty linebackers, number 48 to 25. Last week, you all heard Kyle Bellyfuel with John Macri breaking down the rookie linebackers. And tonight, we will be doing the top 24 dynasty linebackers pulled, of course, from Adam's Dynasty Rankings, which you can find as part of the IDP show draft kit. He's in those ranks every day, folks, uh, working on them, updating them. Addy, why don't you tell the folks uh, some of the new stuff you've been working on in those ranks? You got some cool new features. Um, I chuckled today when I saw the dual Desi. The dual Desi uh, <laughs> check box for, uh, I believe it's the best ball ranks, yes. is absolutely absurd. Yeah, so for the best ball ranks, we have uh, we have added a dual designation check box. So for the most part, all these drafts are going to be on sleeper, so... Stuff like that is important to know. So we have a little checkbox now. You can sort them uh, and see who has the, uh, you know, the multiple designations. That's a, that's a nice little uh, cheat code, I think, in, in, in these in these best balls. Anyway, also, there's another cool thing that uh, you can also sort by uh, who had the most 30-point uh, games, who had the most 35-point games, uh, who who had the most games held under five points, Um just tons of ceiling and floor. We talk about it all the time and we finally been able to quantify that Bobo. If you're Mm -hmm. wanting to draft for floor, Mm -hmm. if you're wanting to draft for ceiling, maybe grab some dual designation guys. Now you can do that. Yeah. Especially in the best ball. That's what we need to know. That's right. Um, I thought that Adam put the dual Desi in there after he saw me draft uh, Zayvon Collins and he was like, hold up. When did uh, Zaven get the dual Desi? When did Zaven season officially enter dual it, Desi season? But yes, I noticed that yesterday we're doing a, another best ball draft. Another, 
another one. We're and, up to uh, 47 now, I think. Yeah, I was looking at the rosters, and I noticed oh, Bob uh, <laughs> selected Zayvon Collins, and I just pulled him up, just, you know, longingly. Of course, and, as uh, you yeah, want to do. He's got the DL tag now. He so. does. Those early Very Very early sick. June rumors are affecting the sleeper designation. Yeah. Well, it yeah. sounds like that's going to yeah. be the case, though. I mean, yeah. they are using him pretty much exclusively there right now. Me yes. and Adam have, have a very healthy respect for Zavin and Isaiah Simmons. You know, I respect Zavin. He respects Isaiah. We both want the best for our guys. It's a mutually yes. benefic- yeah. beneficial, toxic dependency you guys have. Now sure. one of them's yep. DL linebacker. The other one's LBDB. Yep. You know, one's way more valuable than the other. Exactly. It's dual Desi season, folks. <clears throat> sure. We are in the midst of it. So make sure you check it out. The IDPshow.com. The draft kit is going to be available over there for paid supporters. We've got these best ball drafts cranking. You're going to get first access as a paid supporter over there to those best ball drafts. We are on the march to 100 drafts by the end of the offseason. So come over and join us. We're about halfway to that mark right now. And, uh, boys, we're going to get there. Everyone that gets in them loves them. That's true. Everyone's learning a ton. See a lot of repeat drafters in there. We've got a lot of really good rooms. Some of these drafts that I'm the in. The room man. we're in right now with 41. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the sharp. It's yeah. the sharpest draft I think I've been a part of this offseason. It's way more annoying than it is sharp. Yes, I'm yes. very annoyed <laughs> when I'm like, all right, there goes my entire queue. I thought I had enough to make it back. I did not. I'm watching Aaron Donald just fall in the second. Fall in the second. Josh is like, sorry, Bob. <laughs> I'll take that. Thank you very much. Yeah, I got my Aaron Donald, Bobby Wagner stack in there once again. Yeah, y'all suck. Uh, uh, our boy Dynasty uh, Dynasty Tim, Tim Kirkland, mm-hmm. snatched up Devondre Campbell from me. He's like, I had to save you from yourself. He's hey, crushing it in all shout, these. Shout out Tommy Russell, too. Uh, T. Russell is one of the... Uh, most um, zero to a hundred type guys in this best ball. Going from when he jumped in, probably around best ball twenty until now. Educationally, he's gone from a second grader to he's graduating yes. high school. Yeah, he's got that PhD. Old dude's doing real yeah, good. He's pretty much in every single one of these. Oh now yeah, too. Yes. I love it. So come on and join us. The IDP show.com. They're cheap. Dollar, two dollars, yeah, three dollars. We try to vary the prices. Yeah. So one dollar. $2, I think Evan launched the first $10 one, so we're trying to mix in. We have uh, platinum and premium drafts, which are free for um, free and paid supporters over at the IDP show. So Evan trying to make up for all them golf balls I had. I <laughs> the woods. He's like, let me win this money and then donate it to the IDP show bank account That's right. for all those golf balls. It's okay. We don't care about them golf balls, Evan. Yeah, but uh, he just felt the need to go retrieve them for you, which was awful sweet. But, uh, and yeah, speaking of Evan, make sure you guys are tuned in to the IDP after show as well. We got our next divisional preview uh, episode dropping uh, Wednesday of this week. It's going to be with DJ Caltown. I think mm. they're going to be covering, nice. I believe, I the AFC West. So uh, you can only get those episodes over mm. at the IDPshow.com. Yeah, speaking of annoying, Evan and Jake getting a little too good these days. They're going to have to mm. reel it back just a touch. They're going to have to stop being as yeah. funny. What's yeah. the saying? Uh, the old cock in the hen house. <laughs> I believe it's fox <laughs> in the hen house. Shout out, Macri. Yeah, the old cock in the hen house. That's right. All right, well, let's talk some linebackers, boys, and let's kick things off with your beloved Minnesota Vikings. Well, I don't know if they're beloved anymore, Addy. I think they've probably been getting on your nerves a little bit here recently. Eh. Uh, Who cares? Uh, But we're going to kick things off with a linebacker I think we are collectively very excited about. Number 24, Brian Asamoah of the Minnesota Vikings, 23.2 years old. He is going into his second season. Played just 119 snaps across 16 games played, zero started, 
1.6 points per game, graded fairly well, 78.8 PFF overall defensive grade. Addy, this is purely projection, but what we love here is opportunity. Eric Kendrick's gone. Asamoah was put in place of Jordan Hicks at the end of last season. So all signs point to this being a massive breakout season for Brian Asamoah. Yep. I mean, you pretty you said pretty much everything that uh, there is a say there. I mean, um, he's a he's a fun player. He's an electric player. When he got his opportunity last year, he made plays. He, I think he was only like 150-some snaps or something. But it was there. You could tell this guy, the way he moves is, uh, is what you kind of want is, is, is in this modern NFL. So... Um, yeah, massive opportunity. Um, just really Jordan Hicks. That's it. I mean, you know, this was a guy that they drafted in the third round of the 2021 draft. Um, sorry, 2022 draft. So, uh, they're going to want to see what they have in this guy, but I mean, it's all there for him. They They want to see what they have in this guy. I think the moves tell me Kyle Bellyfuel said it very well on the episode. They were talking about justice for Ivan Pace. Which I agree. I'm excited for Ivan Pace as well because he said, who are are the backups behind Jordan Hicks and Brian Osamoa? It's the mid-Troy bro, Troy bros. It's Troy Reader and Troy Dye. So, no thank you. I would much rather roll the dice on any of the other linebackers there. And, Bobo, as we know from the episode earlier this offseason with Drew and H-Bomb, as as Tyler famously said, Brian Osamoa can boogie. And so I like his uh, outlook for not only Dynasty, but really 2023 as well. Brian Asamoah is going to be discount Ernest Jones. Ernest Jones has real similar draft capital, I believe, and there's pretty much nobody left. I mean, you look at how much the Minnesota Vikings, I feel like, value Brian Asamoah. They didn't really bring a whole lot of you know players in um, of much name. Uh, value at least this offseason, and Asamoah is going to go from 11% snap share in 2022 to, I don't know, 90% snap share. Oh, yeah. It's going to pole vault. I mean, you're probably not going to see any linebacker go from, you know, have an 80% snap share increase uh, more than Brian Asamoah. I love it. You know, he's a talented player. I mean, I, there's there's not a whole lot more to say. Opportunity, yes. Um, is he talented? 78.8, you know, PFF score. Um, we're going to see. He's going to have uh, going to have the bright lights on him this year. I mean, you don't let Eric Kendricks walk, even yeah. though the Vikes are in cap hell a little bit. I mean, we're seeing Daniil Hunter trade rumors. Darius Smith already gone. Dalvin Cook has been cut. They're making room for this, you know, mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson extension. So they wouldn't let him go, though, and then not address the position outside of you know, taking a flyer on Ivan Pace if they didn't feel comfortable in what they had. And you're right, Bobo. Ernest Jones, who is still massively undervalued mm-hmm. in these best balls that we're doing, going as LB29. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, Ryan Asamoah is discount Ernest Jones going as LB36. I'm so you're you. getting a little bit of a discount there on Asamoah. And in Dynasty, how many people are on to Brian Asamoah right now? People that don't listen to the IDP show. I mean... Yeah. This is going to be a guy who I think he could be a league winner for you this year. We had people saying they were getting him for like a fourth round pick, you know, yeah. before the draft yeah. and stuff. I yeah. took him at the I took him at the five twelve in last year's rookie draft. So yeah. I don't think you had to pay a lot for this guy. Dude, you kind of had to sit on him for a bit. You probably could still go get him for that. I mean, he's still not a big name. The season hasn't started yet, so um, he's going to play. He's got to play. There's nobody else there. Yeah, but it should make you feel good about these other third round. 
yeah. rookie picks from this this previous draft. You know, Dorian Williams, Trenton Simpson. You may have to wait a year or so, mm-hmm. but I mean, those guys are going to likely be you know top thirty assets next year. That's how it goes. If they can play the guitar, and I think Asamoa can play the guitar. Let's move on to a guy though at twenty three. Can he stay on the field? Can he hold off Chad Muma? We're talking about Devin Lloyd of the Jacksonville Jaguars, 24.7 years old, came into the league a little bit older. Uh, He played 80% of snaps, 926 snaps across 17 games played, 15 started, 10.8 points per game, um, and 48.1 overall defensive grade by PFF. Um, His best grade was actually his run defense grade, Tackling 39.5, coverage 32.4. But, Addy, you say it all the time. These rookie linebackers, we kind of have to throw the grades out from the rookie season because uh, this is a hard position to learn, and a lot of these guys get cooked on the PFF grades in year one. Yeah, it was a, it was a tough look for, for Devin Lloyd, really, after those first four or five days, uh, four, four or five games. I mean, remember, that first month, we were, like, hyped up about Devin Lloyd. Like, we had this guy, like, top – eight i think you know yeah. when we did that we did a video uh yeah. dynasty i think it was like top eight dynasty linebackers he was on that video i think we were debating if he was top one <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think we were very excited. i was hype i was extremely hype so yeah i mean uh definitely you know he's he's seen his value come back to earth quite a bit and that that's that's probably the way it should have been it was just a we were uh it's easy to get optimistic about these guys i mean the, the, this guy was you know everything we look for in a linebacker he was like 956 ras scored the college production was amazing yes um there's no reason not to like this guy mm-hmm. he just had a little bit of a dip during yeah, a his rookie dip, season but he also came into a, a weird situation yeah. like it was weird that they had foyer still there a capable Chad, backup yeah, and muma Chad still muma. there that was just a it was it was weird from the jump. It was, it was probably a situation we should have avoided more from it the jump. really shortened his leash, Bobo, but this is still a guy that averaged 10.8 points per game. Yeah. It wasn't like he was some kind of bust that never saw the field, got hurt, or vastly underperformed. I mean, if you can get any kind of discount on Devin Lloyd right now, which I don't know that you can, but I'm happy to buy the dip. Yeah. The Jaguars are just a weird team right now. You know, they let Arden Key go in free agency – I saw an article today about is the fourth year the year that Kalevon Chason finally pops, and it's just like, no. Um, they didn't no. really bring in a bunch of defensive <laughs> no. backs. They still have Rayshon Jenkins. Um, they did draft a guy named Ventrell Miller in the fourth round, um, who is a name that you may need to pay attention to. Um, if Lloyd – I have a question for you all in here in just a second, but I don't know. Muma's coverage really last year – could keep him off the field. I feel like Devin Lloyd is going to be the one that is going to have an opportunity to prove it early on in 2023. My question is, do y'all buy the whole, like, he's not going to rush the passer type thing this this offseason that we've been hearing? from Devin For Devin Lloyd? Yeah, so the Jacksonville Jaguars have been talk about him being like a Micah Parsons or like moving him outside more to rush the passer as like an outside linebacker. I hadn't seen this. Yeah, I didn't but then that. I've also kind of heard like some, some pushback from the Jaguars organization about, could be shout out my boy Ben Raddy telling me too much of this information, but um, basically the Jaguars saying, no, Devin Lloyd is still going to be a um, primarily a linebacker. We're not really – yeah. rushing the passer with him a lot. But, I mean, you look at his pass rush grade, that was it's about his, his highest one. grade right now. He yeah. was really good at it in college, too. He had 15 and a half sacks in college. Yeah. He had uh, 
43 tackles for loss. That was 1.2 per game, so that's a really, really good rate for I, linebackers. I could see the Jaguars getting creative with him. I think they could use him. I don't think he's going to be a Micah Parsons no, where no, we no. look at the end of the season yeah. like, well, we got to yeah. switch, you know, but Devin Lloyd to defensive end Jerome in Baker. RSO. He could, they'll, they'll use him, you know. He'll be there a third of his snaps, maybe. I think a lot, too, about the Devin White year where he had nine sacks mm-hmm. with uh, Levante David. I think that was 2021, maybe. Yeah. I mean, Foyer is clearly the tackling machine yeah. in that defense. Coverage so. is probably better as well. Dude, that, I, I don't I don't hate it for Devin Lloyd letting him rush the passer. That that wouldn't be a, a bad little idea. Bit. Yeah. And also, I've, I saw where they're going to let Trayvon work inside more this year. Yeah. So, I mean, that, yeah. would be, that would open up a spot yep. on the edge. Mm-hmm. It would. He can, you know be interesting to kind of pair him beside of, like, Hassan Reddick, like, size-wise. They kind of seem similar to me. Well, and it's, Addy, you mentioned it at the time. Devin Lloyd was the linebacker they chose to plug in in the most important game of the season, the playoff game. So, I think brighter days ahead for Devin Lloyd. Brighter days ahead for our next guy here at 22, Patrick Queen of the Baltimore Ravens. Bobo, I'll kick it over to you. 94% of snaps, 17 games played, 15.1 points per game. Patrick Queen balled out of his mind last season. So why does the temperature seem to be a little lukewarm on Patrick Queen right now? It's just kind of been up and down with Pat Queen, I feel like. It has been down, but it has also been up. Unlike Kenneth Murray, unlike Jordan Brooks, um, you know, there have been times where Pat Queen has looked great. You know, Adam even kind of talked about it before last year that Patrick, Patrick Queen is best used when he rushes the passer. Well, look at his PFF grade of 78.5 of pass rush. That was his best grade from PFF last it was. year. Five sacks. He had um, 24.5 sacks, sack yards, nine TFLs. Um, 14 I, QB hits. Oh, dude, I mean, he um, he has a skill set. And it's, it's rushing the passer. And maybe Baltimore foresaw this Lamar deal coming, so maybe that was an indication that they were looking at a Trenton Simpson type in the draft because they knew that they were not going to be able to pay Roquan and Pat This Queen. is what they do. They yeah. draft a year and a head of need so that they're not drafting for need in the moment. Mm-hmm. They can draft a year ahead, plug these guys in. It's what we're going to see along the defensive line there uh, with the guy from uh, Michigan. Help me out here. Um, Michigan uh, edge rusher, David Ajabo. Oh, sorry. Yeah, David Ajabo, perfect example. They're going to slot him in this season. Got him in the second round. Trenton Simpson, same thing. So I think the reason that Queen, despite the breakout last year, Addy, is here at 22 is because the writing is on the wall. We talked about it. Uh, in one of our last episodes, winners and losers, uh, with Scott Bogman, Bobo, that we can see what the Ravens' plan is here, which is Trenton Simpson, Roquan Smith in 2024. Yep. Now, do you think there are brighter days ahead for Patrick Queen? Does he go get a nice deal in free agency next season, have a couple more good years left in the tank? What do we think? Yes. Yes. Dude, he's 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 not even 24. Mm-hmm. He's 23.8 right now. So How is Devin Lloyd 20, uh, like exactly. a full year older yeah, than exactly. this guy? This, this is going to be his fourth year in the league, and he's he's going to turn 24. It really helps to come into the league at like 19 years old. Mm-hmm. So he's got the Tremaine Edmonds thing going on with the age, right? Mm-hmm. So um, 
15.1 points per game last year, 9.7 in 2021, 13 and a half in 2020. So he's been solid his entire yes. career from a points per game standpoint. Uh, and then the grades last year, it was yeah, 70.2. I mean, that was by far the, the best he's graded uh, of his career. But you just got to keep going back to 23.8. Uh, decent athlete, 8.08 RAS score. Good draft capital. You know, that he, stuff matters. It carries. 28th overall pick. Um, so he's going to continue to get opportunities. I've said this a lot lately, but we've seen the the, the crappy linebackers that get decent deals and free agency. Uh, Patrick Queen is 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 solid. He's fine. Yep. And and he has all these things that I just mentioned going for him. So there's going to be some teams that take a shot on him. He's probably going to have. Uh, he's going to find himself in a better situation where he doesn't have as much talent around him, so he can you know produce a little bit because he does he does produce. I mean, yeah. he's a guy that he makes big plays, um, and it's someone that you know. That you want to target. Do you worry about him as your LB1 since we saw the Ravens go out and make a big trade and pay Roquan a $100 million contract because they weren't happy with what they were getting from linebacker? That's my only concern is, is he miscast as your LB1? Is he more the supercharged deluxe LB2 type? Yeah, I mean, ideally you don't want that guy as your LB1, like from, you know, real life standpoint. But if you have a chance to go get Roquan, you'll get Roquan. Yes, that is a good point. But maybe you do now because when he was the LB1 for Baltimore, it was him and Malik Harrison, and they were both spring chickens. You know, they're both 20 years old, fresh out of the draft. And uh, Harbaugh's asking Pat Queen to be the green dot and to be the LB1 for that team. It was just too much for the guy. Um, yep. Could you maybe see an LB1 role again for this guy whose fifth-year option was not picked up, much like Isaiah Simmons, I love it. I'm more than happy to see Pat Queen and Isaiah Simmons go somewhere else, yep. different scheme, different defensive coordinator, and and start over fresh. And exactly like what Adam's saying, they've got the Chase Young effect to where they were drafted super high, that draft capital is there. I agree. And they're going to get the Tremaine Evans and money. that's the reason I think we feel a little bit of the sting of disappointment is because we thought Pat Queen would be just a little bit better than what he's been. Yeah. I'm just talking about I think the IDP kind of populace at large is a little bit soured on this guy just because of higher expectations. Um, but, okay, here's the question that we'll wrap up with here. Going as LB10 right now. Is that too rich? And this is in the best balls? This is in the best balls. That's a little too rich for me. I'm not going to have any Pat Queen in redraft. I'd like him a little more in the mid-teens because of the Trenton Simpson factor does worry me a little bit uh, because we talked about, you know, uh, making these uh, YouTube shorts, you talked about what if Singleton turned back into a pumpkin last episode. Yep. What happens? The Patrick Queen turns oh, back exactly. into a pumpkin. Yeah, I mean he's gonna. It's gonna, people are gonna be watching for him to mess up, right? Because yep. everyone wants to get the rookie in there. Get always. Trenton Simpson in there. That guy's the future. So, so yeah, he. he I, I could see him having a short leash, but I, like you know, it's it's been good for Pat Queen, even if even if they don't pick up that option. So what? Yeah, they didn't pick up Tremaine Edmonds' option, and yep. it worked out fine. Tremaine for him. Edmonds is doing just fine. And his value still intact. Like it. it that's not that yeah. big of a deal. Baltimore could roll all three of them at times this year, too. Yeah. They could. Hey, LB10 for Patrick Queen, yes That's or no? Too much. That's, That's too much. I don't have it's any too Pat rich. Queen. Don't have any Isaiah Simmons. We'll yeah. talk about linebacker who is too rich at ADP. We are talking about the, let's see, I believe he is still at the LB6 right now. It is Shaquille Leonard of the Indianapolis Colts. And let's see where Shaq is going. No, he is down to LB7. So we are slowly working this guy down job, the LB list. But he is number 21 on Adam's list here. 27.9 years old. Uh, he signed a five-year, uh, $98 million contract. He's a UFA in 2027. 
Uh, he only played in three games last season, 74 snaps, started one game, a myriad of injuries, uh, 7.9 points per game, graded very poorly across the board. I just completely throw 2022 out the window, injury-riddled season, but of course that leaves a big old question mark for his future in Indy, Bobo. But let me ask you, Josh, because so, I don't remember the last time Shaq Leonard played football. Is it really, IDP-wise, is it really worth that? Is Shaq Leonard playing football really worth, not necessarily the ADP that we're seeing right now, but is it really worth a top 20 pick for, not anymore. for no. the Maniac? Not at 20, almost 28 years old. Yeah. I mean, he's older than what I thought. And, I mean... When it when it was good, was it really that good? Yes, it really was that good, but yeah, that, that was first several year. years ago. I mean, we're talking three or four years ago at this point. Yeah. And this is a weird kind of like... Um, souped up version of what we're seeing with Jordan Brooks right now, where it's like the name value has not diminished despite a really murky outlook for this season Mm -hmm. for Shaq Leonard. It's because of all of the injuries he's had in the past. I don't like to throw the injury prone label around because I think it gets misapplied to guys who just had freaky, unlucky injuries. But with Shaq Leonard, it is accurate and apropos to call him injury prone because we've seen all sorts of different injuries concussions, broken noses, back surgeries, ankle surgeries, all sorts of scary stuff that you don't want to see. But Jordan Brooks, same thing, probably not going to be ready till November, still going very highly in these drafts. We're seeing the same thing with Shaq Leonard. I don't get why we have not seen a course correction in his value right now. People still love this guy. Yeah, but Bobby's right. The guy does not score the way he once did. If you look at when he came into league 2018, that first year he had 163 tackles and seven sacks. Uh, the next year, 121 tackles and five sacks. In 2020, he had 132 tackles and three sacks. And then no more sacks. 2021, he had 120, uh, 122 tackles, no sacks. And then last year, of course, just three games, but no sacks. So, I mean, uh, that, those stat lines are just declining, yeah. and, and the big plays are not there anymore. No sacks is no bueno. You no. want to be having those sacks. Yeah, that's what. That's what. That's why his Lots value was amazing at one point, right? That's why he was. He was. Such that's a, why he was the maniac, right? Because he got the tackles and yep. he got the big plays. That's what. That's what you look for. So right? stop drafting him like you're drafting 2018, Shaq Leonard. It's, you're not. Those yeah. days are gone. Yeah. Could he have one more pop up season where he's a top? You know. I think maybe top 10 linebacker. Absolutely. Yep. Um, I'm not willing to make that bet, though, because I've been burned. And you're going to be feeling scared to death the entire time. The entire, you're not going to enjoy rostering no. Shaq Leonard like, because Please don't get hurt. Please don't get hurt. It's a ticking time bomb. You're waiting for an ankle to pop or a back injury to pop up or a concussion or some other yeah. stupid injury to so pop honestly, up. So, honestly, this is probably too high for him in the rankings now that we're having this discussion about it. Just because, I mean, everyone knows. Everyone knows this dude is one injury away from just being com- like complete damage goods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one's gonna want one injury away from maybe being cut this next off season and uh, them just riding with maybe Zaire Franklin. Yeah, I say um, this one is probably yeah they got to pay. Cut. They I think pay Zaire, don't they? Yeah, he's coming up. He's gonna be a free agent. I yeah. think we could see them draft somebody. So probably cut. Yeah. Cut Leonard, you know, PFF. sign uh, Patrick Queen to a there you go. Massive. five-year, $120 million he deal. He makes more money than Roquan. I could see them letting, me absolutely sick. I could see them letting Zaire walk. So yeah. be, be patient with that in Dynasty as well. 
Yeah, he could be off to greener pastures as well, potentially. Yeah. So Zyra wants some money. Yeah, so Shaq Leonard. Got that captain patch, though. <laughs> that, never let that die, folks. Get the captain patch, and you're going to soar in the dynasty ranks. Uh, but, hey, handsomeness works as well, and that's what's going in the favor of our next linebacker here, Matt Milano of the cookies. Buffalo Bills. Great cookies as well. Mm-hmm. 28.9 years old. Uh, just signed, I believe, an extension this offseason, so he's going to be in Buffalo for a good long while. Uh, 2022 stats were very solid, 96% of snaps across 15 games played, 15.7 points per game. He had 100 total tackles, 12 TFLs, and uh, his grades across the board were very solid, 77.1 overall and 83.2 in coverage. Um, Matt Milano is one of my favorite targets because he consistently gets slept on in these drafts and does not carry the name cachet that even like a Tremaine Edmonds, who the Bills just let walk, mm-hmm. I think the dynasty community is still hot in the pants more for Tremaine Edmonds than they are the beautiful one, Matt Milano. Webster's Dictionary, LB2, Matt Milano's beautiful mugs just sitting there uh, smiling at you. You know, I do wish that Milano did a little bit more in the, uh, in the sack department. It would be nice if he could get to a – three, four, five uh, sack year, um, get away a little bit from just the tackles. But, um, no, nah, Matt Milano, super solid, not going anywhere. Dynasty LB2 for you for the next, you know, two to three years. I, I'm, I'm on board. You're on board with it. Well, I will say the community, the IDP drafters that we've had in these drafts so far are showing – Matt Milano, a little more love this year, which I love to see going as LB14 right now. Yeah, that's solid. Compared to Tremaine Edmonds, LB18. So is the is the uh, IDP kind of space starting to warm up to Matt Milano being a stud, Addy? Or is <laughs> he still? Yeah, like what Finally. the hell took so long? I mean, it's been, it's, uh, it's been a long road for Matt Milano, man. This is a guy that's just, yeah, he's always been slept on. He's always been the value of, of what, whatever duo Tremaine? he's a part of. Was it Tremaine that's done this? Is Tremaine being gone boosted his value for this coming season? And, I don't know, man. He was just really good, and he's been really good. And was Tremaine being there what has always suppressed Milano's value? Yeah, I think so. I you think know? so. And well, I mean, and, but he did take a he did take a large step, you know, this past year. Fifteen point seven points per game. That was up from twelve point one uh, in twenty twenty one. In twenty twenty, it was eleven point nine points per game. So yeah, I mean he did he did go to another level, but that's yes, why did. we've always been a fan of Matt Milano. Yep. We knew that he he's an actual good linebacker. Yep. It's the yep. same thing with Fred Warner. Mm-hmm. This is a guy that you're going to be able to play and have on your roster until he's probably like in his mid 30s. I mean, the Bills love him. They locked him up to your contract extension through the 2026 season. Extension is worth 14 million per year. And Matt Milano is also going to score very well in our our scoring because uh, he's a, a good linebacker and he gets pass deflections. I yep. think he had like 11 last 11 year. 11 pass breakups. He had seven QB hits, three INTs, two fumble recoveries, a defensive touchdown. Yes, he was he was a monster last year. He's only probably lower in these ranks because of the age, right? He's yeah. almost 29 years old. So now the big plays were probably. A little much last year. You could see that coming down a little bit, but still, I think he's. I think he's at that. 
at worst LB two, you know, level. I, you can expect, I think, yeah. between like fourteen to sixteen points per game. Yeah, this is where he's being drafted right now. One of my favorite targets. Let's uh, saddle up and ride with. Matt Milano, and I'm going to enjoy every minute of that ride staring at that beautiful face of his. Mm. He's so hot. He's so hot. He's such a good-looking man. Um, he, he, he deserves a lot more love just from the uh, – We all do. Yeah, but especially him for just being how hot. <laughs> He's so hot. Like, it's hard to be that handsome and be a football player. Yeah. yeah. Like, the Jimmy G's and, you know, Tom Brady's don't grow sure. on trees here, guys. Yeah. yeah. Let's appreciate the handsome ones when just we got them. Just an absolute classic – Hot middle linebacker. Yes. Great hair. Uh-huh. We don't have a lot of those. Yeah. A lot of these guys look like, you know, factory <laughs> like workers. Yeah. I was just thinking of Erlacher, <laughs> like rolling in from the factory with like his hard hat and Zach Thomas. Yeah. Just <laughs> absolute beef neck, you right. know. Yeah. Um, the exact Brian opposite. Cushing. Yeah. <laughs> just trying to get the worst. Dude, who is the, I think you, I think you found it. I think that may be the worst. If y'all played linebacker, would you have the big, Oh, uh, I'd have it all the big yes. thing behind your head. I'd have that. I'd have the visor. Like a child's Every, uh, yes. life jacket. Yeah, that's I'd got the big, the neck roll. Yeah. <laughs> like the back plate type, yeah. type of thing. Yeah. I'd have like a, a wig with dreads. Yeah. Wig <laughs> with dreads. <laughs> just the weirdest guy. Like what's wrong with this guy? Remember, uh, he's got drippy, an extra though, 40 yeah. pounds of, uh, <laughs> yeah. of crap. Yeah. Absolutely go from like a, whatever, six, seven to like a seven, eight, it's like you 40. Make, you make a lot of noise when you're out yeah. there. It's like everyone, everyone knows, knows where you're at. Everyone like, knows where right. you are. It's all that jingling. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of our senior year of high school, the Jello roosters wreck basketball team. We had, our exactly. buddy Cameron Carlock wore an actual wig in the first game and couldn't see, couldn't see the court. Yeah. And of course that team, our uh, famous uh, tip play was get the ball and shoot it from wherever yeah. we were on the court to start the game. So rest in peace, Tommy Brown. Yeah. That's yeah. What a season that was started off. Oh, Here's how I knew things were going to go poorly. We, had two guys grab the rim during warmups. Little did we know that's a technical foul. Let's go. So the other team was shooting two technical foul free throws. My bad. Like on that two guy. sets of free throws. Game one. To start game one before the first buzzer ever sounded. Yeah. So yeah, it would be an absolute nightmare if we were NFL players. That was a great time. That's one of the best times of my life. Though. Absolutely. Jello Roosters. Jello Roosters. Shout out forever. But I, uh, I played that league too, and it, it made me think about y'all's uh, last episode about the uh, the first dip you ever had. I had one yeah. on the way to a basketball game, walking in the gym, Ralphing yeah. everywhere. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, is it, it's it's yeah. it's like a rite of passage that oh, your first Lord. dip just comes with a massive yeah, bar. I mean everyone that dips, man, just know that they've they had to commit to that because they got <laughs> sick. I mean they had the, to gotta push through. You gotta do it. You wanna be it, a lipper. Right. How did Dick come cool. back up again in the second consecutive episode? <laughs> you wanna look cool, you're gonna have to struggle for that about a week. You wanna look cool with right. that big fat lipper. And in. you will look cool, brother. <laughs> Ain't nothing cooler. Not as cool as cigarettes, that though. Brown spit, boy, yeah. I tell you. Big old bottle of dip spit in your car. So much fun. Well, hey, another player that I have questions about. We just mentioned him. Number 19, Jordan Brooks, 25.7 years old. Um, I mean, what are we doing with Jordan Brooks yeah. right now, Addy? This is one of the biggest questions I have of the offseason. Yeah, let's take it away from best ball. Let's just dynasty. Right. So this one is one of those rankings where when I mention, like, what does the market think of a guy? The market loves Jordan Brooks. Mm-hmm. 
And he was fairly solid. 16 games played, 13.8 points per game, 94% of snaps. And he's going to continue to get opportunities. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, also former first-round pick. You know, he's been extremely productive. People are going to look at those tackle, num- tackle numbers and be like, oh, my God, this guy. Oh, this is juicy. This is unreal. I can't believe we can get this guy. But, Jim, look at the PFF numbers. I don't care. Look at all them tackles. He's just shredded his knee. <laughs> don't care. First-round draft pedigree. Ursay, look away. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, he's, all that stuff. I mean, it, it's. Uh, he's going to continue to get opportunities. He's going to continue to produce. So you maybe like him better for dynasty than redraft. One thousand percent. Okay, that makes that makes not, sense. Not even on my radar in redraft. What's I, it take to get Jordan Brooks right now? He's sitting there in, in best ball forty one right now. I think he's still on the board, probably at LB fifty. Yeah. At this point, I would say, do you take him at a certain point in a best ball if he falls far enough? Because even if you just get the back half of the season. At that point, it's, it's it might be worth it. No. Yeah. Why would it be worth it? They just brought in Bobby Wagner. They still have um, Devin, Bush. Devin Bush. I mean, what's the best you're going to – Jordan Brooks is not going to be that LB1 anymore. I think I think if Devin Bush – or if uh, Jordan is, Brooks comes back healthy, I think Devin Bush is out of there. Here's, uh, yep. Are you sure – are we sure that Jordan Brooks sure. is better now, than Devin Bush? If he yeah. is healthy. That's right. If he is healthy, that's the. It's just such a big question mark. I'm just asking: Is it worth it I, at the place in yeah. the draft where you're taking? Yeah. These, when do you take this guy, Luke Masterson yeah. or Jordan Brooks? Right. You know, are you taking Robert Spillane well, or Jordan at. Brooks? Good point. I'm, I think I'm OTC right now, so I'm I'm probably going to go Spillane. Yeah, I don't blame you. That's where I would be going. Yeah, I just don't I just don't want to deal with Jordan because you know Spillane is going to play. Yes, that's the I point. think I think if you're looking at this guy, you're thinking, all right, I can take this. Backup. I could take a Chad Muma, right? Or a, uh, how about uh, Drew Tranquil I'd or like, Jordan I, Brooks? I'm in on Drew Tranquil. You yeah. took him in that uh, in that best ball. Mm-hmm. I think he's being faded a little much now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. He's going to be that LB2. Mm-hmm. They're already saying he's looking great. Sorry, Willie. Sorry, Willie. Yeah, and he's going to he's gonna probably get like, if he gets 60% of the snaps, he's still going to be solid. What is that team going to do? you got a guy climbing Break everyone's buses. heart. Willie Gay looked awesome. It's going to be Drew Tranquil and uh, Leo Chanel. They know Willie Gay's gone. But I'm with you, Eddie. I'm just avoiding Jordan Brooks. I'm going to let somebody else deal with that. Here's my hot take. My hot take is that going into 2024, you're still going to have people talking about Jordan Brooks' ACL and how healthy he is. Because, like, you're rushing it at this point. You waited so long to have the surgery. I think he's going to look bad. I think yeah. if he gets on the field, he's probably not going to look right. And this is going to be an uh, this is going to be something that's a problem for the team that he's going to in the offseason because they decline his fifth year. He won't be with Seattle yeah, he'll next be year. Be somewhere else. I don't know. Whatever. What What did uh, Jamison Williams have? Did he have a it was an ACL? ACL? I just I was listening to the Underdog Football Show and Hayden Winks was saying JMO looked slow. He didn't look strong last year. Yeah, the, when they had those brief games that he was in. Mm-hmm. So rushing back from the ACL. Even if he's back for the last part of the season, yeah, I fade all these guys. Could he? Could ACLs. he be healthy and could he play? Yes, I would not take that bet. Yeah. I would take the bet that this guy is completely irrelevant for 2023. Yeah. But that doesn't mean we should overlook him for 2024 Look and beyond. J.K. Dobbins dragging his leg around for the majority of last season. Like, did he play? Yes. Was he elite? Like regular J.K. Dobbins? No. You know, I agree with you, Josh. Rashawn Gary, I'm not drafting right now. Harold Landry, no, thank you. Jordan Brooks, no. Um, yeah, none of them. Javante Williams. While we're on fantasy, you asked, um, "What's Jordan Brooks worth?" Like, am I going to pay a second for him? No, but if it's like a third, 
like a future third or something. I'd maybe fourth cons- third to maybe plan on having him for twenty twenty four. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, yeah, I'd be fine with that. You're probably going to get more yes. immediate returns from Brooks next year than you would a third round. I just pick. don't think here's, you can get him for that. I think that people thing. are going to want a second. Here's I think I'm, you could. In a lot of dynasty rosters, though, people have him in their roster. Like he's going to play in like 2023. In their yes. Dude, if you look at most people's dynasty rankings, this guy's top 10. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Like, so maybe I'm like top, honestly, like top. Like I six. have a hard time separating All right, I'm gonna the way I question. feel from the way the rest of the community feels on Here's guys. A tough question because we've just gone through it. Pat Queen or Jordan Brooks in dynasty? Boy, that's a good question. Yeah, man. Yeah. Because I feel like I we're see probably, them very similar. We've honestly. got a healthy Pat Queen who's. Honestly, I feel like on the upside because he's going to be able to go I mean, somewhere else. I think you could. Uh, I think you could get Pat Queen plus, plus yep. for good, Jordan Brooks. Good call. Yes, good call. you definitely could. But I'm not going to tell that manager that I would probably do Pat Queen for Jordan Brooks Me straight too. up. Yeah, honestly, I, I could see that as well. I mean, Pat Queen, not 24, and his ACL is fully intact. Yep. And he's going to play this year. And he's going to play this year, and he's going to get an opportunity in 2020. I think he's going to get a lot more money than Jordan Brooks, too, because he's going to probably yeah. have a nice season. Um, you know, it is in the range of outcomes. The that, only concern with Queen is if he does get benched this year, that's yeah, going to probably hurt. not look good. Sure. On. Yeah, you have to put it in the range of outcomes. He gets benched. They bring in Trenton Simpson. Although but Bobby O, it had just happened to Bobby O. Right. Yeah. He worked out fine for him. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, and didn't, Pat Queen's a first-round pick. Didn't yeah. Queen play good later? Um, when Roquan yeah. came over. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah. Roquan make anybody look good. So, if we have that sample size to say, hey, is Pat Queen going to be benched? Well, not if Roquan's out there. Yeah. I mean, he played his best football of his career. Who was the Chicago Bear linebacker that you rostered forever beside Roquan? Danny Trevathan. Danny Trevathan, yeah. yeah. Had he great makes, seasons. Makes a lot of guys look very good, <laughs> I will say. Let's move on to number 18 here, and we are going to Carolina to talk about a breakout from last year. It is Frankie Louvu, 26.7 years old. He will be a UFA next season. 92% of snaps, 15 games played, 14 started, 18 point one points per game. This man was an absolute menace last season. 111 total tackles, 19 TFLs, seven sacks, nine QB hits, a defensive touchdown, four pass breakups, 90.1 in run defense, 74.8 overall. There was a reason they were calling this guy Frankie Love You, Addy, and I think it's because uh, he came out of nowhere to deliver some probably fantasy championships last season. Yeah, I think he was probably quite a few people's like fantasy MVP last year. Yep. Kind of out of nowhere. Um, but yeah, the guy that was undrafted, I mean, um, so yeah, I mean, literally out of nowhere and then, you know, didn't really do anything, uh, until last year. I mean, he's 27, but he's just kind of just been floating around waiting for his opportunity. He was in New York, I think before Carolina, Mm -hmm. but man, yeah, he, he, he finally got that opportunity and, and balled out. Um, Good tackle getter, and then just the big plays. I mean, there wasn't hardly any linebacker like him. Um, so yeah, I love Frankie Louvu. He's, he's he's an obvious sell, right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's this is Shaq gonna... Thompson's probably the linebacker you want there because you look at ADP for redraft. I'm just saying for redraft right now, LB eight for Frankie Louvu, and then you have Shaq Thompson going as LB forty one. Yeah. So I take the discount, but. Very interesting piece of news. I don't know if y'all remember this from last like preseason. Yeah, I think they literally played Frankie Louvu one mm-hmm. series, mm-hmm. 
And then he was done for the rest of the preseason. Yeah. Do y'all remember this? Oh, yeah. So that's something I'm going to be looking for is like, huh, I've never heard of this linebacker before, but the team just put him in bubble wrap for the rest of the offseason. Maybe we should pay attention to that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The buzz was good on him last offseason. He, he did, I think, finish 2021 pretty strong, too. So, yeah, it just carried over. And, yeah, I mean, the rest is history. But he's – He's an interesting piece. I mean, I don't know what does what does life look like after Carolina. That's the big question with him because he's going to go somewhere after this next. And year. what does life look like in a Giro Evero's defense? Yeah, that's another thing we got to take into account as well. Um, I don't know what to make of Frankie Louvu uh, because the public has definitely caught on. LB eight. I mean, eighteenth here in your dynasty rankings. I mean, he's a hot commodity uh, with. Some considerable question marks. He's kind of the Geno Smith, right? Yeah. Of, uh, you know, minus the high draft pedigree that Geno got, but kind of a late career sort of, you know, a surgence here. Um, I don't know, Bobo. What do you make of Frankie Louvu? <sighs> He's tough, isn't he? I want to tell you that you need to sell him, but he was a he was he was great last year. And was he, he the points per game leader, Addy? Was he, he number one? 18.1. Yeah. 18.1. That's insane. It's hard to look away from. Yep. Um, but I agree with what you're saying too, Josh, that with the uh, Evero being there, is there going to be a lot of change? Is that going to take his big play opportunities away? Um, he's probably good at least for another year or so. I don't know, man. It, it, Frankie Louvu is a guy that's hard for me to sell because I sold him down the stretch last year and it kind of came back to bite me. Um, and what are you going to get for him? Is someone going to give you a second? Probably not. Yeah, probably not. So at that point you're like, man, this guy's just a fun player to have on my yeah. team. Yeah, that's he gives those, me a weekly advantage if he does are, this similar. Yeah. You know, so tough because it's like I love having Frankie Louvu on my team, right? But like, I feel good about him for 2023. Beyond that, I think there are some legitimate question marks. Yeah, because how is the league going to view him as you said, undrafted, yep. late career breakout? He's like ki- he's kind of like mm. Zaire for me. You know, Zaire yeah. was great last year, Similar and you're kind of probably going to have another good year of Zaire, same as Luvu. But do you want to really have, especially in RSO where it's a contract league and you have to have them for multiple years, you really feel comfortable paying Zaire or Luvu like $8 million through 2024, 2025? I mean, nope. Um, so the thing to do probably with Luvu and Zaire is if now is not the peak time to sell, which it, it might be, um, let them kind of gain some momentum in the season. And then if you're not a contender, if you feel like somebody who is a contender would give you maybe a second or something for one of them, that's probably the time to sell. It is funny how many of these top linebackers by ADP in these best ball drafts, I don't want anything to do with. Fred Warner at LB5. Nope. Zaire Franklin at LB6. Shaq Leonard at LB7. Frankie yeah. Louvo at LB8. Even that's too rich for me. Yeah. I, don't I think have I have any, like one or two Frankie shares. I don't think I have any of those. T- I mean, I, like, I'll take Roquan or, or Foyer in the first. Yeah. But after that, like, then I'll just wait. Yeah, because look at who they're going around. You have, like, um, Highsmith, Josh Allen, Yuchina Nuosu. Yep. Um, you have guys like Jeffrey Simmons, DeForest yep. Buckner. No, I need all those guys. Yeah, give me all them defensive linemen, please, and Just thank you. The linebackers, we've talked about it, I guess, on the last episode because there were so many of those guys that, that you can get like as values, like the Quincy Williams, the Caden Ellis's, the Troy Anderson's. Aziz Al-Shair. All those guys. The, that's where I, I yep. really feel. We are Denzel, Denzel Perriman, Levante yep. David, like that's when you start attacking linebacker. You mm-hmm. got uh, 41, got your head bashed in with uh, Perryman and then Jermaine Pratt going right before you came on the uh, clock. That was very, that was annoying. That was very, very annoying draft. <laughs> it's almost 
almost like putting all your thoughts out in the world is going to result in you getting sniped yeah. quite a bit in these drafts. I think a lot of people have the ranks in that one. That's yeah, because sure. I'll have my queue lined up, and I'm like, well, surely that I'm, – I'm just – my cue is basically just your rankings. Then I'll pull who I want <laughs> yeah. from there. And they're just going boom, boom, one, two, <laughs> yeah. three, four, five. I'm like, okay, oh, yeah. people. Okay. Yeah, all right. Got the same blueprint. But uh, Baba, why don't you kick us off here with 17? Probably going to be one of your highest rostered players, I would say. LB17, my boy Ernest Jones for the Los Angeles Rams. LB1, Ernest Jones, 23. Good golly, 0.6 years old. Uh, he is still on his rookie deal. He will be a UFA in 2025. His 2022 stats, he played 66% snaps for the Los Angeles Rams. Shout out my flag plant. Um, of the uh, games, he played 17 of them. He started in 11, 8.9 points per game, 114 total tackles, four TFLs, and then a couple other big plays. His biggest PFF grades were his run defense of 78, and he has a tackle grade of 84.3%. I'll ask y'all a tough question. Is now the best time to sell Ernest Jones? Absolutely not. No. No, not yet. No. You, the you market the market year. has not caught up yet. Okay. You would be selling at a discount. Yeah, like 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 we always say, I mean, it depends on what someone's coming to give me. If someone's hyped up about them and they're willing to give me a second, I think that's when you start thinking about it, right? Mm-hmm. What but, could, what could the 8.9 points per game turn into in 2023? 14, uh, 15. 15, yeah, he could be an LB1. He's, he's a top, I think he's LB8 or 9 for me in my rankings right now. So I agree. And I feel that. great about that. So you don't think the the uh, general consensus has caught up enough to how valuable Ernest Jones could be? I don't think so, man. I remember having some Ernest Jones tweets like early this offseason, and mm-hmm. some people were not as hype about. He's, yeah. L- he's LB29. Yeah. We're saying, I, I think he's a lock for a top eight linebacker, and you can get him 21 spots later by ADP. The yep. market does not. Now, it is starting to heat up. Uh, he is a riser. He is up 14.8 oh, yeah. spots in the last five drafts. So, so now he's like top, what, 20? Yeah, so he's he was 60, uh, 76.2 ADP. He's up to 61.4. So that's the end of the fifth round now. Yeah. So I just want people to know, make no mistake, who was on Ernest first. I just want that out there in the world. It was us. I remember tweeting about Ernest Jones like two years ago because Ernest Jones supposedly is some big jewelry company somewhere. And uh, I was looking him up on Twitter, (laughs) and I basically – that was one of the first tweets I ever had about Ernest Jones. I said, imagine living in a world where Ernest Jones – this isn't like the first Ernest Jones tweet that you see. It was like some diamond ring or something. But, nah, man. Freaking Ernest. Let's go. I mean, it's it's him and it's Aaron Donald. That Rams team's probably going to go about – Four yeah. and thirteen, they, five and twelve. Why are they not bringing anybody in? They just they don't. They want. Here's what they want to do. Demarcus do Robinson have their and first? old hard hands. Do they have their first? No, they don't. That's gone in the golf deal. Their twenty four first is gone. Oh man. So I think what they're they, trying to do is just get some of these, get some of the dead money off the books. Try to catch a couple diamonds in the rough with these oh. forty five to fifty rookies they brought in. Rams fans need to be prepared for twenty twenty four. Yes. Stafford is not going to be there. Cooper Cup, there's a chance he's not going to be there. Aaron Donald will not be there. All the big names. I don't know who's going to put butts in seats. Maybe Ernest Jones. Maybe Caleb yeah. Williams. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Or Stetson Bennett. If they have their first. Bennett yeah, Stetson. They have to maybe uh, sell their soul to get their first. I don't even know what his first name is. Bennett Stetson Bennett? <laughs> so I'd have had it right yes, the first you time. Had it. I don't know what Stetson Bennett's first name is. <laughs> it's probably Sir Stetson Bennett or something. Well, let's move to good in another linebacker Puka that we Nakua. are very excited about. And I think he's probably slightly ahead of Ernest Jones. 
uh, maybe because he's a little bit younger here. Addy, I'll kind of let you give the justification here because I think this linebacker is a little more projection. I see him and Brian Asamoah as sort of two sides of the same coin in that we are projecting a lot, but there's no reason not to. It's Nicobe Dean of the Philadelphia Eagles, 22.5 years old. Uh, he only played in 3% of the snaps last season, 34 snaps, <laughs> zero games started, 0. 0.9 <laughs> points per game. He had an 87.9 pass rush grade, but toss it all out because we know nothing about what Nicobe Dean can do. Unlike Brian Asimo, who got like a little bit of playing time at the end of the season, uh, Nicobe Dean really did not. Uh, so, Addy, what makes you notch him here at 16th overall? Just hearing the offseason news and everything uh, from OTAs and just kind of their plans for him, he's already wearing the green dot. Yeah, Sounds like he's he's become much more of a leader uh, in his second year. So those are things that you love to see. And, I mean, just it's a wide-open depth chart. It's Nicholas Morrow that's there. Yep. So, I mean, we, we're not scared of that at all. So, um, yeah, it's just all lining up for N'Kobe Dean. I do think N'Kobe Dean is one of those players that could potentially uh, score very well. Um, you know, just bundle up the stats just like TJ Edwards kind of did. I think you could see kind of a similar type uh, of production. So, so yeah, I mean, if he does that, then wheels up because people are already excited about Nicobe Dean. He was someone that everyone loved uh, in last year's draft. I mean, remember, this was a guy that he went, I think he was the first linebacker yes. in the first round in our RSO. 109 draft. or 110, maybe. But that, but it was the norm to see him listed as like, LB1, LB2, going like no later than uh, usually like he was like being drafted in the second round. I think he was floating around in third in some leagues. But for the most part, he was a second-round rookie pick. So people like this guy. People are excited about this guy. Um, if everything does fall into place, he's going to be one of the most valuable linebackers in the I agree. He's falling in these BBs, though. I just took him uh, at the 704 and best ball 41 right after Rashawn Gary and right before Troy Anderson. So um, that's pretty solid. I like that. The offseason hype's going to pick up a little bit. Nicobe's going to, he's going to trend more towards the fifth round, I feel like. Yeah, he's sitting at uh, Cole Holcomb, CJ Mosley, Tremaine Edmonds. Yeah, he's right above those guys. He's LB24 right now, just above mm -hmm. Jordan Brooks and Eric Kendricks. He's up 5.5 spots. So he's at 62.2. Overall in the last five drafts, so looking at about the end of the fifth round. So just like right there with Ernest. Yep. So, yeah, and those guys are similar, right? Similar upsides, I think. Yeah, Ernest is LB29. He's LB24. Yep. But both are trending up. I think people are starting to wise up. We Once we start getting these training camp reports and these preseason games, these two dudes are going to skyrocket. So if you want to get in on Ernest or Asamoah, or Nakobe Dean, do it now because the price is only going to be going up. There's just a lot of situations that, you know, there's a lot of competition at linebacker. And those situations you just mentioned, not. there's not. Yep. Don't be scared off of Nakobe Dean because of... Uh, well, you haven't seen it. You know, or the the guy they brought in. Nicholas Morrow. Nicholas Morrow, <laughs> who's, who's a great value. I think he's going to be a, a nice value, but don't be, don't be scared off. Nakobe Dean is the LB1. Yeah. I did hear some uh, Christian Ellis hype. Oh, gosh. Just stop it. 
Are you going to tell me next year it's some Davion Taylor hype? Uh, what about some Andrew Van Ginkle? You guys want to talk about oh, it? Gosh. Yeah, I saw. I almost retweeted that tweet with just no. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I know. I, I know. That was, uh, I think I'm the only person that has ever shown uh, any love. Some, yeah. It, yeah. Even his family is just like, man, this David Long guy, Andrew, you got to be excited, buddy. First time his name's ever been tweeted. But people, if you guys don't understand what's going on, uh, right. <laughs> Andrew Van Ginkle has switched to inside linebacker. So that's kind of relevant, you know. It's, it's only David Long. It's only Jerome Baker there. They have a new DC. Oh, here we go. You never More know. David Long hate. Maybe that well, wasn't here. It, it was a tiny little uh-huh. contract. It was a tiny little contract. Uh-huh. It was. <laughs> I, I just don't know. Fangio is one. Fangio for me is the biggest wild card in terms of new yeah. defensive coordinators. I really don't know what he's going to do with these assets. I'm very excited. I will say, great episode. If you're into IDP which you are if you're listening to this show. Check out the Athletic Football Show's episode a couple weeks ago, <laughs> New Defensive Coordinators, and they talked about, do you know who's going to eat in this Cleveland defense okay? with Jim Schwartz coming in is Miles Garrett. No, oh, that's wrong. And your boy, Oboe, is someone they called out more than Zadarius Smith. Interesting. They thought Zadarius Smith was going to kick inside and be the third option, and you were going to have Miles Garrett and Oboe pinning their ears back and going after the quarterback. Uh, I don't hey. know about that. I don't know about that, we'll see. Shout out in the comments if you're into the show, which you don't like IDP. Yeah. You, are you our family? No, you're not, because our family doesn't even listen to this. So uh, let's move to number 15, which may be... Uh, I'm, I'm this spicy boy. This is spicy boy just because we saw a lot of those other rookie linebackers in the other episode. But here at 15, we got Drew Sanders of the Denver Broncos. Addie's rubbing them hands together. 21.5 years old. Uh, of course, had outrageous college production. You've heard all, uh, you've heard us talk all about it. Go back and listen to all the rookie content that we did. You know all about why the Broncos took took Drew Sanders where they did what that means for Baron Browning, what that means for Josie Jewell and Alex Singleton. Uh, Addy, I don't like Drew Sanders for redraft. There's no reason not to like this guy. This is a potential LB1 sitting here for the Denver Broncos. Yes. I mean, the depth chart, I guess, looks scary, you know, uh, if you're a big Alex Singleton guy. Uh, And Josie Jewell is there right now, which both those guys are going to be better than Drew Sanders next year. So, yeah, Drew Sanders is not a 2023 play. But... 2024, when Josie Jewell is gone, Singleton, who knows, you know. Who, I mean, I, I could see him kind of being phased out or, or being cut after that second year. Uh, Drew Sanders is going to be a monster. Skyrocket. Yes. Uh, he gets dual designation on sleeper, so that's just a nice little added bonus. But, yeah, I mean, everything that we want in the linebackers there with Drew Sanders. I mean, this is a guy that is 6'4", 235, ran a four six six forty, so eight nine seven RAS scored. The college production was great. Um, just, just what we want, you know, this is, um, this is like the, I love these little sexy type linebackers, right. That do a lot of stuff that can get, get you a lot of tackles, get you big plays, get you sacks. Um, and that's what Drew Sanders is going to be. So mm-hmm. I'm in, uh, I think, you know, he's still a pretty decent little, uh, buy right now too. Yeah. Cause I mean, the price probably isn't, probably isn't this probably isn't most people probably, probably don't. People are bummed out that he went to the Broncos and isn't really going to play that much in 2023, short of injury. Who cares? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who cares? Yeah. Don't miss the point here, Bobo. The bets are so cheap. You shouldn't be concerned about this. Like, you can always go farm a linebacking team or, you know, a a stable of linebackers in the season. Off waivers. 
Yeah, don't miss the boat here. This is talking dynasty, and I don't disagree that Drew Sanders has a top 15 dynasty outlook, especially when you read the tea leaves and say, Josie Jewell might be gone. Singleton might be gone, and it may be Drew Sanders sitting there atop LB Mountain in Denver. No, I still stand behind my mocks. Drew Sanders was my LB1, even with Jack Campbell having the, you know, having the good, you know, landing spot there in uh, in Detroit. Campbell may be better year one, but I think over the long haul, I think Drew Sanders might have a better overall um, outlook, overall opportunity, you know, better RAS, more athletic. Um, I I don't know what else to say about Drew Sanders. I really like him. I think he's being slept on right now. And Adam's exactly right about vets. You can go get a Levante David. You can go get a um, Rashawn Evans is probably on waivers right now. You can go get so many of these guys right now that are over the age of 28 for basically a fourth or a fifth or on waivers or in some type of a small deal. Um, so, yeah, don't worry. If you're banking on any of these rookie IDPs outside of, I don't know, which which rookie IDPs are we really thinking? You shouldn't be banking on any of them for Jack Campbell, is he going to play week one? I think so. Probably. Am I banking on it? No. So, all right. um, Will Anderson. Yeah. Tyree Wilson. Okay. I mean, we'll see. But then outside of that, Miles Murphy's probably not starting week one. Lucas Van Ness, probably not going to be. I mean, you're going to get some rotational aspects. I'm not saying those dudes don't have value, but I'm not. like George Karloftis last year. I'm not banking on or depending on any of these rookies for 2023. Yeah. Here's what could happen, though. What if there's an injury to Singleton or Jewel? And then you got no chance at getting in on Drew Sanders. Nope, None. And he, he may not come off the field once they get this guy on it. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Because I, I think he's pretty ready-made to hit the Me field too. running and not lose that opportunity. Speaking of opportunity, number 14, a guy I'm very excited about. I took him in that most recent best ball we've been talking about. It's Troy Anderson of the Atlanta Falcons, 24.2 years old. Uh, he played 43% of snaps last year, 40, 481 snaps total, 17 games played, five games started, 5.8 points per game. Uh, projection again, Addy, but we know that Rashawn Evans is gone. Uh, Michael Walker, who cares? They brought in Cade Nellis. Sounds like it's going to be uh, time for Cade Nellis and Troy Anderson to uh, get after it there in Atlanta. Yes, Um Troy Anderson, just another one of these types that I'm going to fall in love with, was a 10 RAS. Perfect RAS. Yes. Uh, he's 6'3", 234, ran a 4'4", 240, had a 6'7", 3 cone. Um, this was a guy that was formerly a quarterback and a running back. Um, so he, he was late to transition, but once he did transition, uh, his best year of, of uh, stat-wise was 147 tackles, 14 TFLs, two sacks, two INTs, and seven pass breakups his senior year at linebacker. Uh, that was at Montana State. So, yeah, small school. Uh, this guy is definitely like raw, you know, like a, a project type. But, geez, if it does work out for him and he can, you know, give us some type of stat line similar to that, boy. It's beautiful. And listening to that same episode, uh, they mentioned the Falcons' defense Low-key, like what this team is putting together, bringing Fine. in Calais Campbell, bringing in David Anyamata, Cade Nellis, Jesse Bates. I mean, there is some serious juice now with this defense where there wasn't before. You add that to Grady Jarrett. You add it to Troy Anderson. Richie Grant. You got A.J. A. Taylor. A.J. Terrell. Yeah, you got Ebiketti. They traded for um, the 
Lions cornerback as well. Jeff Okuda is yeah. there. Yeah. Top four pick, I think, overall. Yeah. Um, Je- did you say Jesse Bates? Yeah, Jesse Bates coming in on like the $72 million deal. So this team. It's a fun team. If if uh, if the quarterback there, uh, Desmond Ritter. Ritter, can play the guitar, this this is a division winner, kind of a spicy wild card team. But even not, I mean, they got Bijan now. You know, yeah. they got the yeah. the and the uh, Arthur Smith. He knows a just thing or let, two about just snap it to Bijan every right. time. He knows about relying on those running backs. Yes, he so, does. I mean, that's that's an interesting team. Yes. And I love the discount you can get on Troy Anderson and Kyle and, Pitts, Drake London. Yeah, and, <laughs> solid. And ADP right now, Troy Anderson LB thirty three. What do you think? Uh, I don't think the market's caught up on Anderson right now either. No, he I could, think he's still being slept. He on. could also be a top twelve linebacker this yep. year. Like and I don't think you'd have to pay a lot to go get him. No, could you get him for a third right now? It depends on the not for me. On the manager, yeah. Some managers are kind of keen to. I think most people have Troy Anderson or they know pretty hit know. the trend there. Yeah. yeah. They didn't just stumble backwards into Troy Anderson. Like who's yeah. this, who's this guy? Anderson guy with S E N at the end of his name. Who's, what a weirdo. Who's going to produce more points in 23 him or Ellis though. That's tough. I love both those guys. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's Ellis kind of a, probably off the back of the big plays. It's yeah. Kind of a TJ Edwards, Tremaine Edmonds kind of question. It's just like, well, what do you like? If Ellis gets that playing time he got last year, you yeah. know, with, with, uh, that second half season with New Orleans, it's going to be him. Yeah. LB 49, I'll take Caden Ellis. But Troy Anderson's going to have more tackles. Yes. So it depends on your scoring, the big play scoring. I think think Caden Ellis, if he can stay healthy, is going to get all the opportunity in the world. Coming over on a fairly big deal, like a three-year, $27 million deal, I think it was, with his former defensive coordinator, Ryan Nielsen was saying, Anyamata, come on over. Caden Ellis, come on over. I need you guys to implement my defense. So, what's Troy Anderson's ADP right now? In Thirty-three. And what's Ellis's? Forty-nine. Yeah, give me Ellis. I think oh, give yeah. me Ellis. Yeah, especially in big play. Especially, yeah, big play. I mean, how many sacks did he have? Seven. Yeah, I don't. He's not going no LB forty-nine in any of these drafts I'm in. Yeah, people just in there busting your head though. I think so. You're gonna be yeah, like just trying to like show you LB it's like, four to nine. Let me, let me strut in here <laughs> like when your kid's trying to like you know punk your dad and you're like, uh, I gotta you know Adam's in this draft. I gotta show. Yeah. I gotta show up and show out. I yeah. gotta impress dad in this draft. Take all the sexy babies. Yeah, all, all of his favorite linebackers. That was a good Ashton Kutcher reference there, Josh. What's that? Punked. Punked? Oh man, that was a great show. Yeah, you would love that show. A lot of awkward, <laughs> a lot of awkward comedy with the uh, hidden camera setup there. Hate those type of shows. Don't hate Pete Warner though. Sitting here at thirteen, New Orleans Saints with Caden Ellis departed. It is the declining Demario Davis with Pete Warner. I think there's a reason that you see Pete Warner here. I don't think we had Demario anywhere on these rankings at all. He's 35. Yeah, I I don't think for redraft or dynasty, I think I would take Pete Warner ahead of Demario Davis right now. It's wheels all the way up, 24 years old, 78% of snaps. uh, Only played in 12 games, 11 started, 9.8 points per game. Did get banged up and opened the door for Caden Ellis to come in, but now the dance floor is all his, Eddie, and I expect him to do a little boogie this season. Yep, did get banged up was never the same after that because he kept coming in and out of the lineup. So that's why that those point that point per game number dipped. But uh yeah, I mean, you you laid it out perfectly. Um a guy that was a former second round pick for him, so this is really his first chance at uh, large opportunity. Um so yeah, I love Pete Warner. I mean, he's, you know, this similar vein as Troy Anderson, Drew yeah, Sanders. Yeah, I just, agree. Um you know, all of them white. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's going on here, Bobby? 
No, that's a good point about very much like Jax Campbell, Drew Sanders. He's you almost said Jack Sanborn, didn't I you? I almost said. <laughs> he no, literally cannot. I almost said Jack Sanders is what I was saying. <laughs> Jack Sanders. We went to high school with that guy. <laughs> I did. And Drew Campbell. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Pete Warner is exactly the same situation that we're going to be having the conversation with some of these other uh, linebackers for next year. Uh, it's wheels up because you're exactly right. I think even Demario Davis saw some weird playing time um, late last season, maybe – Dip a little bit. Maybe I'm just making that I just up, remember Macri talking about his tackle rate, I think it was, was uh, abysmal. Like, if you. you go back and listen to the buys and sells from the yeah. NFC. He's always had a pretty low tackle rate. Yeah. But he gets the big plays. That's right. Yeah. But we know how those are He's also 35, so right. how, how many yeah. big plays is he going to be right. getting at our age? The floor is going to fall out at some point. Yes. Josh here with the IDP show. Now, look, if you know anything about our show, you know we're three mid-30s dads rolling into the Soad Shack every week at about 9 p.m. to record a fantasy football podcast. We've got kids, we've got jobs, so we are worn out when it comes time to record, which is why I'm excited to share about our newest sponsor. It is Liquid IV, which is the category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being, and their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. Y'all, in just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. Use this first thing in the morning, before a workout, when you feel run down, after a long night out. So what do we love about Liquid IV? Convenient packaging, you just rip the top off and pour it into your water, shake it up and you're ready to go. Comes in a bunch of amazing flavors. I love strawberry lemonade and watermelon are my two favorite. And one stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. 12 delicious flavors. I mentioned a couple. They're refreshing. They're going to keep your hydration routine exciting so it's not the same old flavor time and time again. It contains five essential vitamins, y'all. Listen to these B vitamins. B3, 5, 6, 12, and vitamin C. It's got three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks made with premium ingredients. It's non-GMO, free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Liquid IV, they believe that equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. So they partner with leading organizations for innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated, listen to this y'all, over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. So we are very excited to partner with them. And if you want to try it out, you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use our code IDPSHOW at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code IDPSHOW at liquidiv.com. Check it out and tell them the IDP Show sent you. Well, let's. Th- we're getting down into some juicy players, so you're not going to hear us picking a lot of nits at this point. And uh, I want to get to this next guy because we've already brought him up, and uh, we have these sort of positional uh, 
you know, alignment questions with Zayvon Collins, Arizona Cardinals, 24.1 years old, 98% of snaps, 16 games played, 12.6 points per game. He had 100 total tackles, 11 TFLs, two sacks, four QB hits, six pass breakups. He had a defensive touchdown. Addy, are you more or less excited about Zavin in 2023 if he does get a big complement of edge snaps? Yeah, that's a good question. I think I'm more excited, right? I feel like... They did the linebacker thing with him last season, and it was okay. 12.6 points per game, 100 total tackles, two sacks, uh, 11 TFLs. Yeah. That's pretty solid. But could this be a type of guy that gets like 14, 15 sacks in a season? I don't know. It happened with Zahn Reddick. Yeah, I mean, that. I guess it's possible. It's I mean, in the he, range of outcomes. He's built, he's built like your, you know, stereotypical edge rusher. He's 6'5", 260. I think we would have to see a Micah Parsons type of switch, though, where it's like no more full linebacker time. snaps for you. Yeah. You're going full-time to the edge, which talk about a team that needs pass rushing help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we're debating Myjay Sanders versus, Cam you know. Sample. I think that's why you're seeing him, you know, make that switch is because it's like an actual need for them now. Like yeah. they really, really need just some bodies down there. And where is the head coach coming over from Philadelphia where they had a guy like Hassan Reddick? Yeah. So and, I could see it. And Chauncey Gardner Johnson. I'm just kind of interested to see like maybe who plays that role for him. Is it Buda Baker? Is, is it, Buda Baker on that team? Is it Jalen Thompson? He reported us all. Yes, he did. Is it Isaiah Simmons? Um, I don't know. I feel like there is a ton of unknowns for the uh, Arizona Cardinals. I'm not I'm not putting anything in, uh, in pen. More or less excited about Zavin. Let's say maybe not the full Micah switch, but let's say he plays 60% of his snaps on the edge. 50% of his snaps on the edge. More or less excited. Probably more. I'm less just because you're probably getting him at as an LB still. It, when he makes the switch to defensive end or yeah. edge in your platform, I think I'd be more excited. But because of our ungodly like uh, points credited for our big plays, you know, um, it's fundamentally stupid. It's yeah, it's really dumb. Which makes we're Zavin, all a bunch of cowards around this table. Which that's makes for sure. Zavin really yeah, we worth have no it. idea what we're talking. Yeah, about. I would say I don't know. I don't know that I want him in this transition year. Unless they do just totally unleash him. But if he has this kind of half-and-half half role, it's like if they go all yeah. in and it's like, Zayvon, you are an edge player now. But see, I kind of like the half-and-half half idea just because, like, I would love to see, like, someone have, like, a nice little tag- tackle floor with the big plays potentially. Like, could he be, like, a, could he be like a Khalil Mack type where he gets, like, 80 to 90 tackles and then, like, you know, 8 to 10 sacks. If we get that kind of output, I'm I am very that's happy kind with of Stephen Collins. Yeah, that's very spicy. Nice floor, nice ceiling. Yep. I would love we just never see anyone used in that way. Like Michael Parsons was the closest we were going to get to that, I think, but now they've gone full, full edge. edge. Yeah, no more linebacker for yeah. Micah. So, I mean, there's a chance with Zayvon Collins that that could be how they use him, but yeah. And he actually was surprisingly good in coverage, 70.1 grade. This is best grade by PFF. But so. then is Simmons going to play the slot and then Kazir White is your Yes, I have no idea. Cardinals are where if you, if could you see, want to be misused and miscast, yes, that's where you need please to go. go there. I think yeah. Owen Papo, was that the Cardinals yeah, rookie? Yeah, he's there now, he's, too. He it's going to be run. Owen Papo and Kaiser White, as we all expected. It might be. Don't you, you quit it. 
<laughs> Don't you write off. I'm not writing off. There's a reason I brought him up. I think you should be paying attention to Owen Papo because it could be Zavin off the edge, Isaiah Simmons as a slot corner, and then Kaiser White and Owen Papo are your two line. This team's going to suck. Yes. This is yeah, the be bad. number one projected overall pick next year is the Arizona Cardinals. The number two pick in the draft next year is the Arizona Cardinals because they own the Texans pick. Wow. So there is a chance they go Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison Jr., and they have their Ooh, dynamic same. duo for the next, uh, I don't know, decade. See Where's Kyler go? See Kyler. Ah, that's a great question. Probably Who? the Colts. Yeah, don't <laughs> don't don't start. My my dad is buying us all Anthony Richardson jerseys for nice. Father's Day. So I swore after luck I'd never get a jersey, but hey, I'm not getting it. What it's coming your, my way. Where are you getting your father for Father's Day? Why is he the one having all the gifts? I don't know. He's never. I don't think we got. Yeah. Did we get what? Father's what? Day gifts last year? It's like, Dad, I should be getting you something. Hold up, Dad. Hey, let me call my pops real quick. Hey, yeah. Dad, Josh getting a jersey. What you right. getting me? You're getting a firm smack in the face for asking me that question. Get you an Ernest jersey from, from Dad. Ernie Dude, Jay. ask ask him if you get the Ernest, uh, Ernest jersey. Dad, you can have an Ernest jersey. <laughs> Dude, I bet you Just Ernest. ask him that question in public. Ernest is probably a jersey you got to go and, like, make. You got to like do customized. a custom jersey, yeah. yes. Make sure you get the right number. Yeah, you, I got you a custom jersey you once. You did. The, uh, that little Cato June tweet. Shout out Cato June was... Uh, Blowing up on the Twitter today. People were mad bored, apparently. Yeah, people were excited about Cato. Uh, Cato July, as you wrote on the jersey. I thought, yeah. oh, man, they got me a jersey. I think it was for my birthday. And then it was a white T-shirt with a Sharpie written on it that said July. So that was cool. It was a really fun, not scarring at all moment in my formative years. But let's talk about another former Colts linebacker. No, you don't. Uh, Bobby Okereke here at number 11. Look, nothing warms my heart Great more name. than what has happened with Bobby O this offseason. I heard that, Bobby. Mm-hmm. I like this Bobby as well. I like yeah. this Bobby here on the screen. New York Giants, 26.9 years old, four-year, $40 million deal, 85% of snaps, 968 snaps total, 12.6 points per game. I've got him as a top 12 LB for this season. I like the out- outlook for Dynasty as well. Yeah. Should be super solid, Bobo. I hate how this has really worked out for you, Josh. I know you do. You know, it really chaps my tail. Really pisses me off. All right, Adam, what do you think about Bobby <laughs> O? I don't think I'm getting this Bobby to endorse his namesake. I like Bobby O. I'll be honest, though, now that I'm thinking about it, I think I'd rather prefer, like, uh, I, I prefer, like, the the Pete Warners, the Troy Andersons, the N'Kobe Deans, honestly, over Bobby O. I think I, I like where you have Bobby O just because I think there's something to be said for certainty. We know Bobby O, even though he lost playing time last season, the Giants clearly like him. Eh. He's a little more proven commodity to me. There have been so, some trash linebackers there ever since Blake Martinez. Right, exactly. And, like, uh, how many times have we seen these highly paid linebackers get cut? Like, yep. it ain't no big deal to throw these you know, contracts around because they, they got so many outs. Like, it, who cares? Yeah. So, there is that. There's that. There's that worry. Like, I mean – Maybe this is maybe that deal is more of like a two year type. Maybe all these big deals that got handed out to linebackers is awesome. Every deal is about half the length of what it actually exactly. Appears. Nobody's going to see the end of their contract. So I mean, they're probably a little more risky than we think. Um, they probably don't have as long a leash as we think. So yeah. I don't think they're as risky as the guys above them, especially the Troy Anderson, Nicobe Dean's type. Now, if you want to put Pete Warner ahead of Bobby O, I could see that. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, he's a little bit younger, right? Because he's, uh, yeah, 24. Bobby O's 26.9. I could totally see flip flopping those guys. But, um, but, like, I'm probably not going to be taking Bobby O in a startup. 
Yeah, I'll I can see that. I'll take Troy That's Anderson. That's just not the type of guy that you like in a right. startup, though. Right, exactly. But you're going to have to spend a top pick for him now. Yeah, he's LB17 right now. Yeah. Man, so he's, he's being called to be a big dog there in New you, York. You're I hope not, that works out for him. I've got him, I think, top 12, top 13 in my redraft rankings, but you're not getting a lot of a discount this, here. This is a big change for a guy who was benched in, like, week uh, – what week was it last year? Yeah, it was late in the season. Yeah, now you're leading the defense? I mean, in New York? I don't know. It's a lot to ask. Well, when he's a top 12 LB at the end of the season, Hope I get works to rub it in y'all's face. Hey, I tell you, though, that name, that name does give me faith. Yeah, does yeah. give you chills. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> does give you chills. Well, let's talk about another guy who is still somehow only 19 years old. Now, he is actually 25.1 now. It is Tremaine Edmonds at number 10, Chicago Bears, four years, 72 million dollar deal 92 percent of snaps in 2022 13 games played 12.3 points per game um i think you've come around a little bit on tremaine Edmonds, addy it's just a beautiful situation for him you know that's every linebacker that uh has had opportunity there in chicago has performed very well and um yeah i mean i think i think tremaine could see from a points per game standpoint i think he could see his best season yep so yeah, I'm in on Tremaine a little bit, uh, probably more so than T.J. Edwards. What's his best ball ADP, Josh? I believe he was LB19. Okay. But I'll pull it back up here. That was a question we had in the free agency recap podcast that we did. We put out a short about it. It was T.J. Edwards versus Tremaine yeah. Edmonds. You're coming down, Edmonds. Where are you coming down? I'm probably Edmonds, too. Um, T.J. Edwards is Getting kind of elevated in some of these best balls. Yeah, he's LB18, Edmonds is. I don't hate that. What's uh, Edwards? Edwards is probably not too far off that, so we don't want Mike Edwards. Uh, we want TJ Edwards as LB12. So you got about a six linebacker difference there. I do feel like Edmonds, um, you can get him as a value, though, sometimes. I know that's the, you got him as LB18, but I've when I've got him, I've, I've been getting him like in the seventh round occasionally. He'll, say, slip, he'll slip through some of these spots. Yes, TJ Edwards is at the end of the third. He's 36.2 ADP. And then if you go down to Edmonds, it is uh, 47.8. So that's closing in about a round later. Here's the only worrisome thing about both of those guys this year is that that defensive line is going to be porous this year. There are going to be running backs running yeah. clean through some, you know, just Those guys are going to mop up tackles. Um, so maybe give me TJ Edwards because of that. I, I don't know. It's a toss-up. I don't really care, to be honest with you. Either one of them is fine. Yeah, the latest that he has gone is 81 overall. So that is that is close to a seventh-round pick. Yeah, and that in that range, like, yeah, I love that. All day. Yeah, All day. Me. Uh, but, yeah, dynasty-wise, I could see why you would have him ahead of TJ Edwards, obviously 25.1 years old, highly paid. I think he's going to be in Chicago at least for the next two years. They have an out in 2026. So, I mean, if they if you're just looking at the contract and them not wanting to eat money, you've got a very long runway yeah. with yep. um, Tremaine Edmonds there in Chicago. Yeah, and let's just, you know, remember why we like Tremaine in the first place. This is a guy that 6'4", and a half, 253, 34 and a half inch arms, 45440, was a 967 RAS score. He was insanely productive in college. As a sophomore at Virginia Tech, he had 94 tackles, 16 and a half tackles for loss, four and a half sacks as a sophomore. Um, he averaged 8.2 tackles per game in college, 1.27 tackles for loss. So, I mean, just the box checker, right? And then he looks sick as hell. He has the dreads. 
gets the huge contract. Um, yeah, I mean he's 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 what we want. He's what we like at linebacker, and um, he's gonna have you know he's gonna have a, a decent old leash because of that contract. So yeah, I think we could see Tremaine Edmonds being relevant for another five years. Yeah. So here's a great question, Bobo. Let's move down to number nine. Logan Wilson, Cincinnati Bengals, 26.9 years old, uh, 97% of snaps, 15 games played, 12.6 points per game in 2022. Would you have Logan Wilson here or Tremaine Edmonds ahead of him for Dynasty? I would have Logan Wilson. Just you would have Logan Wilson ahead. Just I think I might flip these two. I think I might have Tremaine just a smidge higher. Now, I will say the um, Cincinnati Bengals money is a little weird, so... You know the future with Logan Wilson is definitely a little, um, a little more ambiguous. Yeah, than he's it is a Uf, he's a UFA in 2024. Yeah, so that makes it a little bit tough. Um, but I do, I don't know. I like Logan Wilson. I I can't help it. I know there have been some times of some some peaks and some valleys, but Logan Wilson has kind of come around to be a a relatively solid linebacker for the Bengals. I don't think the Bengals money wise are going to be able to keep him. Um, with Burrow and the two wide receivers, if that's what they're trying to do. Um, Bengals heads may know more than I do about that whole situation. But, yeah, as, as gross as Logan Wilson has been over the past, give me Logan Wilson. I don't think they're going to be able to keep a lot of these defensive guys because oh, yeah, they're about to yeah. have to pay a lot of offensive money. Okay, here's a question. 12.6 points per game for Logan Wilson in 2022. 12.3 for Tremaine Edmonds in 2022. Do you like Logan Wilson over under 12.6 points per game, assuming health in 2023? Over. I like that maybe slightly over. Yeah, I like it over as well. He started off last year really slow and then came on down the stretch. So I'm hoping for, you know, similar production in that second half. But here's the question that really intrigues me. Tremaine Edmonds over, over under 12.3 points per game. Give me over all the way over. Yeah. So I feel I feel the ceiling is a little bit higher for Edmonds going into this season. Logan Wilson is going to be solid. I see him similar to the Fred Warners of like very solid real life NFL linebacker, the Matt Milano's, right? Yep. I want him as my LB2 though. Don't want him as my LB1. And if you want Logan Wilson, you're going to have to pay up uh because he is going right now as the LB11. Wow. So yeah. You don't want to pay up for any of these linebackers. It's it's funny how many of these linebackers in the in these best ball drafts. I'm like, no, thank you. Nope. I'd rather go defensive line and just scoop up the value later in drafts. Yep. So Logan Wilson just falls into that bucket for me of like LB two that's being drafted as an LB one. So I'm never going to have any shares of this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's probably not going to finish as an LB one. Yeah. He hasn't yet. Yeah, so, I mean, 12.3 points per game. I that's feel like not, that's probably around, like, his career average. Yeah. Yeah, if you look at the last three years, uh, 12.6 in 2022, 13.3 in 2021, 6.7 in 2020. So, to this point, he's points per game-wise, he's just been a back-end LB2 so yeah. far. It was the same question we had with JOK. What's the ceiling? It's mm-hmm. not very high. The floor is pretty safe. Yeah. So we do we do like the safety. Yeah, I if mean, you like it, security, these these linebackers are they come and they go. Mm-hmm. So I mean that that is why when you have one that's actually good that's going to stick around, yes, they're going to be valued. Mm-hmm. All right, Daddy, who's up next here on the list? Number eight, you've had to take this guy off into the other part of the room, have a conversation with him by being a big boy. Yep, 
this season. Who's the next guy on our list? Yep. Big baby Quay. Quay Walker, 23.1 years of age. He was the 22nd overall pick in last year's draft. Uh, kind of underwhelming last year, five, uh, 52.4 PFF grade. Um, but he was pretty solid, you know, for, for IDP, 12.3 points per game. Um, that's a pretty good little debut for a rookie. Uh, it was another guy that was extremely athletic, 9.65 RAS score. Um, didn't really have the production that we look for in college, but he played at Georgia and none of these guys had really much production in college, um, that went to Georgia. So, uh, we don't really look too much into that. And, and then again, like he was, he was productive once we saw him in, in, in green Bay. So, I mean, that's, that's enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like Quay Walker. I mean, Devondre Campbell, obviously still there. Um, I think, we like Devondre Campbell as the better value in redraft, of course. Yes. But, I mean, Quay Walker does have that, like, Devin White type upside where he could be a guy that gets 140 tackles and then makes a lot of splash plays. So, um, so yeah, it's kind of hard to, you know, not be excited about Quay Walker just because he has that upside that not a lot of these guys do, right? Like, like, like you mentioned, Logan Wilson, Tremaine Edmonds, Bobby O'Karake, like those guys have shown, like, their ceiling is probably going to be, like, 14 points per game mm-hmm. at best. So Quay Walker, he has like, he could be like a 16, 17 I was gonna say, points per Could game he type. flirt with 16 plus yes. points per game? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I That's think, in his range of outcomes. I, I mean, 121 total tackles, five TFLs, four QB hits, a one and a half sacks. That's nothing to sneeze no. at for a, for a uh, rookie season, right? So, um, and this is a good defense, Bobo. Mm-hmm. Now we'll say the market is in. On Quay Walker, LB8 yeah. right now in redraft. It's probably, I'm sorry, LB9. It's probably one of the few players that their dynasty rank and their redraft ADP is almost identical. It's the draft. It's where he went to college. You know, SEC ball is on TV every single Saturday. Everybody watches it. Everybody knows where he went to school. Unlike, you know, Devin Lloyd, who played uh, Utah, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. You know, Utah State. Utah State, I think it was. Some of these guys who play at some of these smaller schools just have a little less, you know, a little less, you know, shine on them than the Chase Youngs who at OSU everybody saw every single weekend. So I honestly think that has a lot to do with, you know, some of these, you know, Quays getting drafted. Yeah, I don't – I mean, we saw a pretty good year out of him last year, but it was nothing that would really make me want to grab him at – LB9 in best ball for no. this season. No. Um, especially when you get Devondre Campbell. People are going to get 15 tired of picks us being later. like, LB what? That's too early. Yeah. LB where? Oh, my God. Basically, every we're going to hate every top 15 linebacker. <laughs> yeah. Devondre Campbell is LB28. And it's just like, we love linebackers. All these guys are sexy. Much more interested for dynasty purposes because – we're going to have to do the opposite. I mean, Quay Walker performed well enough to shoot his ADP up to a top 10 pick. We're going to have to do the episode of what you said at the end of last um, podcast, the gross but startable. Yes. I mean, Hold your nose and start them linebackers. Make a lineup out of people <laughs> tons, drafted though. super late. There's tons of those, though. Yeah. Every year. Mm-hmm. But Quay feels pretty safe. I mean, I think I still would rather have Devondre because I see them pretty similar. But um, but could I mean, we, could, could this we, dude gave you everything you wanted minus the temper tantrums. Quay could take a step this year. He's one of the linebackers that could take a step in the big play department. He could take a step this year, and also in twenty twenty four, Devondre Campbell's probably gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And and Quay Walker, twenty three point one years old. Yep. Still a young man. Mm-hmm. So playing good young too. Nothing Unlike not Jermaine. nothing to dislike about Quay Walker aside from some decision making, which I think he's even addressed like I gotta clean it up. I gotta be a man. It happens. Yeah. You know, you know sometimes you just push a ref or you know, a, we, we 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 don't have a, uh, or a or a trainer or whatever it was. Sometimes you just have to push an innocent bystander. Sometimes you just push a ref. Who amongst us has not pushed a trainer? Sometimes you make mistakes. <laughs> That's true. You know, it we, happens. We've all made mistakes around this table. Yeah. Uh now, Eddie, this next guy. I'm not saying it would be a mistake to, you know, pay up for this guy in a dynasty startup, but he is one of the more curious inclusions for me here high on this list. Number seven is Dre Greenlaw, San Francisco 49ers. We're going to talk about another 49er here in just a little bit. We got Dre at number seven, 25.7 years old. He's be a UFA in 2025, potential out in 2024, 88% of snaps, 15 games played. 13.2 13.2 points per game. I think about Dre Greenlaw more for redraft. Why do you like him so much for Dynasty? I think he's kind of a baller, dude. I mean, San Fran likes him. Uh, they gave him a nice little extension. Um, and then he's just he's gonna get a he's gonna get another contract. Like he's once he becomes a free agent, he's gonna be the same thing we saw with Aziz Alshier. Yeah. He's gonna get another opportunity somewhere. But he's been good. I mean, look at the PFF grades last year. 81.2 PFF grades, 69.5 the year before that. So um, there's not a lot of linebackers that do that. I mean, that's, those are really good grades for a linebacker. But, I mean, you just watch Trey Greenlaw. The dude just makes plays. And he makes clutch plays, too. So um, I, I'm a big fan of Dre. The points per game, I mean, it's what we look for. 13.2 points per game last year. And that was with a slow start to the season. Um, and then 2021, he averaged 14.2 points per game. Uh, and then 2020, it was 9.9 points per game. So he just continues to get better. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that this is, uh, I think he's a great buy because like you kind of mentioned, like this was surprising. I think this, I think this is someone that, uh, is still kind of being slept on. Yeah. And I will say LB 15, Bobo. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in Dre Greenlaw at those prices because, um, you got Fred Warner going as LB five right now. Yeah, Dre Greenlaw going as LB fifteen. Would it surprise anyone around this table if uh, Dre Greenlaw was better points per game wise than Fred in twenty twenty three? And Fred played ninety percent of snaps last year. Uh, Dre played eighty eight percent of snaps, and now with Alshier gone, maybe you see Dre bump over that ninety percent snap share in twenty twenty three. Maybe you see both of them on the field pretty much all the time. That'd be nice. Um, yeah, Dre Greenlaw. Good in the big play department. Good tackler. Just a baller. Adam's exactly right. I mean, you've got the the sound tackling um, defense leading Fred Warner there, and then Dre Greenlaw just gets to run around and be a maniac. Best best grade was coverage, 82.6. <laughs> Dude, so. He's, he's so good, and he slept on it. At LB15 in those best balls, give me that all day long. 127 total tackles, three TFLs, Macri two forced fumbles, one defensive touchdowns. Uh, one defensive touchdown, six pass breakups. Pretty nice, Addy. Looking back at his college production, this dude had 95 tackles, three and a half tackles for loss, one sack as a freshman at Arkansas. So, wow. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah, I love Trey Greenlaw, man. I was going to ask earlier if Trey Ed, uh, Tremaine Edmonds had an early breakout as a college player, but of course he did because yeah. I think he started playing college football at like 16 years old. Yeah, exactly. So whenever he broke out, he was a young breakout. Yes. Sure. Uh, so let's move to number six here. 
mentioned on the episode with Kyle Bellyfuel and John Macri that uh, you love when a father-son reunion gets to happen in the NFL. Dan Campbell gets to play with his son, Jack Campbell, 22.8 years old. He will be, uh, will he be the LB1 for the Lions to start week one? Maybe. Will he be the LB1 for the Lions to end the season? I think definitely. Um, So Jack Campbell, 18th overall pick. We haven't talked about it yet on the show. No one has mentioned that the Lions went with the Cleveland Browns draft day movie strategy, Bobo, mm-hmm. of going LB and running back yep. in the first round. Two positions that are typically not valued highly by other NFL teams, but my God, for IDP, that means a lot for Jack Campbell to get that first round draft capital. Hey, who cares? Who cares, right? Is this a new? Are you trying out some characters hey, as right? well? Who cares? Let's get a linebacker and a running back, eh? Who cares? I love this Detroit accent that Bobby's decided to break out. <laughs> no, I love it, man. Gobble cool. We were talking about it going into the draft that there's just not a ton of guys that we're just super hype about. I mean, outside of the Will Andersons, the uh, um, defensive tackle Jalen Carter, you know, some of the quarterbacks. You feel like overdrafting and going and getting a guy that you like in Jack Campbell and Jameer Gibbs, who's about to light the world on fire here this season. Um, I'm fine with that strategy with Detroit. I, I I trust that Dan Campbell knows what he's doing, not only not only defensively but offensively as well. I I I think Jack Campbell could start Week One, and I think he's going to finish obviously Week 18 as the uh, LB one. Yeah, he's going as LB 23 right now. You talked about Tremaine Edmonds checks every single box for dynasty linebackers. There is no box that Jack Campbell does not check. And I think the sky is the limit. We could be talking about him as a top three dynasty linebacker as soon as next season, depending on how 2023 goes. Yeah, I already got him a six. That's so right. I'll probably take some heat for that. But I mean, it's just, it's it's a perfect fit. And, mm-hmm. and he's like just the perfect type linebacker. Let's look at the measurables. Six four and a half, two fifty, thirty-two inch arms, four six five forty, six seven four three cone, thirty-seven point five vert, nine point nine eight RAS score. This is a fast beef daddy. Yes, uh, college production was insane and very good. Um, averaged eight point eight tackles per game. Um, wasn't really making a lot of plays in the backfield. But that's no reason that can't happen uh, at Detroit. Also, I, I just a little note, that 6.74 three-cone, that usually translates to people that are very good at rushing the passer. So, I mean, that could be a thing that Jack Campbell could do at Detroit. We will find out. But, yeah, I mean, just also from, like, a culture fit, like, it's yes. it's just perfect. It's like, so perfect. It's perfect. And also, I've, I've been I've been catching up on uh, just all the happenings around the league and stuff, and uh, – hearing some really, really good things about Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and yeah. just the energy he's going to bring to that Detroit defense. And of they are course. flying around, yes. having fun, talking shit. That team is going to be a lot of fun. Yes. Also, I saw opening night. You guys see yeah. opening, opening night? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the uh, Chiefs and the uh, Lions, Lions, right? The Lions got the opening game of the season, How y'all. How much fun is that game? That's going to be awesome. But Jack Campbell making his debut under the lights, Thursday yep. night football. Yep. Sign me up, man. I think that team is going to be much improved. I see them um, as, yeah, prop. are they the favorites in the uh, NFC North? With yeah. the Vikings kind of tearing it all yeah. down? Yeah, I think so. Packers going with Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think if you looked in Vegas right now, I bet the Lions are the betting favorite. And uh, you got to hope Jared Goff doesn't take a major step back. Yeah. But, shoot, I mean, they got the kid from Tennessee, Hendon Hooker, waiting in the wings. So 
I don't think golf's step, taking a step back. I don't I think, either. I and think you've got what you got in golf. And also, I mean, the, people aren't talking about Sam Laporta, who I yeah. think could be yes. maybe the best tight end in the class. I mean, he, people it's are a fun on team. him. It's a fun team. So, Jack Campbell, I think he checks every box pre-draft, and then you drop him. He got literally the two biggest pieces we needed, draft capital and a good landing spot. He got the best possible landing spot with first-round draft capital. What more could you ask for? Like they mentioned on the Big Nickel episode, very interesting nugget out of the draft coverage. The Bucks were in on Jack Campbell. The Lions go with him at 18. They end up going Kalijah Kansi. So that it was not a total yeah. aberration that the Jack Campbell was going to be going that at that part of the first round. Other teams were definitely in on this guy. You know, and these teams are aware. I'm sure the the Lions knew that they were about to get dunked on by yeah. NFL yes. media by taking this linebacker, but who cares? I don't yeah. think the Lions care at all. I think they stick to their board. They're like the Seahawks, you know, and Pete Carroll. They draft what their board yeah. says, and the rest oh. of the league be damned. Oh, no, the nerds hate it. Oh, no. You We're going to absolutely run it down your throat and uh, yeah. stonewall you on defense. And yep. then Dan Campbell got punched in the nuts, right? Wait, he got punched in the nuts? Wasn't it? Or, like, somebody, like, backed a chair up into, like, Oh, draft night? Yes. Oh, man, that's unfortunate. That. Did you not see that? I think <laughs> there's like a video of it. Maybe oh, not. I think they asked him. They were like, yeah. hey, man, did you, you all right? Did you get hit? And he was like, ah, I'm okay. I'm okay. Didn't feel anything. They got yeah. too hype, I think, when they took Gibbs, and it kind of like. Yeah, oh. Dan Campbell's not feeling. He can't feel his face on draft night. He's way too hyped. Sure. These triple nitro cold brews he's drinking oh, or whatever it is. Oh, my gosh. It's insane. 300 milligrams of caffeine. Yeah, heart yeah, like a shaking. hummingbird. <laughs> Let's talk about the next San Francisco 49ers linebacker here at number five. It is Fred Warner, 26.6 years old. Uh, he'll be a UFA in 2027, potential out next season. Last year played 96% of snaps, 17 games played, 13.1 points per game, 130 total tackles, three TFLs, two sacks. He had six QB hits, a lot of blue, a lot of green on the PFF yeah. grades. Addy, you uh, previously said that Fred Warner is going to age very well in Dynasty, and I think that's reflected here, number five overall in your Dino ranks. Yes, I mean, maybe the the safest linebacker in IDP because he's so good. So good. Yeah. He just, he just, he's just so solid. You just know what you're going to get last year, 13.1 points per game in 2021. It was 12.6 in 2020. It was 13.4 um, tackle wise in 2022, 130 in 2021. It was 137 in 2020. It was 125. Also the, the, he gets tons of pass breakups just because he's actually good in coverage. Um, so, you know, it, it, he's just safe and he's, and he is productive. Like there's, there's not, I mean, 13.1, I know we, we do kind of scoff at that. We want the 14 to 16, but it's hard to find that 14 yeah. to 16 points consistently game. every single year. Yes. He's never going to show up as a top 12 linebacker year over year. Maybe but he's, he's going to show up as like top 15 year over year over year. Which I think he can go to another level. I think he can get to the 14 and a half, 15. Yeah, there's so much variation. Like, look at the if you look at the consistency, I'm sure year to year for linebackers who pop up onto these top 12s out of nowhere every season. It's like here's Fred Warner, just yep. steady Eddie, yep. right here in that LB like you know 10 to 15 range. And the linebackers that are repeating are, are all going to be linebackers that you're like, oh, that's a damn good linebacker. Yes, and you can go back and look at the finishes for Fred Warner and be like, ah, LB 10, LB 14. 
LB15, LB8, and be like, yeah, I just don't know about a top 12. But it's like, all right, let's go back and look at who was in front of Fred Warner in these weird years. There was a Frankie Louvu. There was a Zaire Franklin. There it's was a that, Malcolm yeah. Rodriguez. Or not Malcolm Rodriguez, but uh, um, in any of these tackle Total guys, question Blake marks. Martinez, Jalen Smith. All these guys that all of a sudden just come out of nowhere, like we're going to talk about in week eight, we're going to be like, wow, there's four or five guys that we didn't even have on our radar yet. But Fred Warner is, yes, that in and out weave of LB1. If Matt Milano is the picture of an LB2, Fred Warner is the picture of an LB1. <laughs> yeah, you looked, you did good. You looked right at your camera. I didn't know what you were going for, and it scared me a little bit, but ultimately, I think you nailed it. Um, I don't know how you, you see now, you get to see now what I have to deal with. Felt like folks. I was getting my picture taken. Yeah, you did. It's Sir, like picture taken. Good. Yeah, I think uh, Fred Warner, what you're paying for with the sticker price in Dynasty is the consistency, yeah. is the excellence, as the peace of mind to know, unlike, you know, the guys that Adam just mentioned that were hot commodities at one point and get pushed off their job because they're not good at football. <laughs> Fred Warner is going to be around for a very long time. He's going to be the Demario Davis, the Levante David, yeah. the Bobby yeah. Wagner. I was just going to go there. He's in that category yeah. of player. He's 26. You probably have eight to nine more years with Fred Warner as a highly productive IDP. That is why you pay the sticker price in Dynasty. That's the, that. There it is. Yeah. No one is safer than Fred Warner. Nobody. Yeah. Like, legitimately could play another 10 years. You want this fine. generation's Bobby Wagner? Here he is. Yep. Wow. So, go get him. I praise. Not the next, not the next generation Bobby Wagner is Devin White, sitting here at number four. And I feel like, Adam, this is just, he is here at this point on the list because... He probably has another year, two, three, maybe years of relevance for IDP, and the it, it's fireworks. I mean, it's the Jonathan Gannon pew 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 meme where it truly is. This guy can explode and win you a week, but he's gonna burn bright and then flame out and be gone probably before he turns thirty. Yes, we're probably still chasing the twenty twenty production yeah. when he had uh, nine, sacks. nine sacks, right? And he averaged twenty point four points per game that year. So since then, 2021, he averaged 13.6 uh, points per game. And then in 2022, it was up to 15.1 points per game, which is great. That's, that's solid. Great. Yeah, that's really nice. Totally take that. Um, 96% of snaps, 17 games played. He's a safe asset, yeah. dude. He's, and I know that the grades are not, are not what you want, but there are some things that PFF cannot uh, evaluate. And that's, that com- that's, that's playmaking. That's leadership, energy, intangible type stuff. Owning a horse. Owning a Ever horse. Ever heard of it? Devin Way White. Devin White is, I think, one of those type players. Sure, he's going to have uh, deficiency and 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 stuff in, in coverage. Um, he's going to get. He's going to look bad. He's going to, you know, you can cut up clips and make him look like yeah. a, a moron. Where he's running the complete wrong direction. Right. But the guy makes plays, yeah. and it seems like most of his teammates respect him. So that carries weight, and he's going to continue to get an opportunity, I think, even after Tampa Bay. Someone's probably going to trade for this guy. Yeah. That's the question. He has put out that he would like to be traded. That kind of flew under the radar in a little bit of the dead period of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's, he's due a contract. He's a UFA in 2024. So do they try to move this guy? 
Do you think he gets signed by the Bucks, or does he go somewhere else? Does someone trade for Devin White, Bobo? What's your temperature on Devin White's outlook there? Well, you have to probably assume that Levante David is gone soon. Yes, I think this is his last year playing football. But it is also telling that they were on to Jack Campbell also. You Mm -hmm. know, they saw a need. So was it a need to replace Levante David or a need to – Go ahead and nudge Devin White out I the door. I think it may have been a need to replace both. Yep. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a possibility. So. It was uh, it was going to be Jack Campbell and Savassier Dennis as the linebackers of the future there. You, you know, so, I mean, oddly enough, I mean, you could go into 2024 and you're looking at Patrick Queen being the starting linebacker for the Tampa Bay Bucks. You know, you could be looking at Jordan Brooks, Isaiah Simmons, Willie Gay, um, a lot of these guys who it sounds crazy right now, but in the off season when a lot of these teams don't pick up the tab, um, they're left sitting out there. I, I think that's a real possibility. So um, I think if you haven't traded Devin White yet, you probably better hurry up in Dynasty. The clock's ticking. Yeah, I don't think it's bad to hold him either. Yeah. Because you're going to get some explosive playmaking. And what are you going to get for him? Is someone going to give you a first? No. Nope. nope. But don't you think that peak Probably. value, though, we're we're slow. We're, we're approaching. It's not, a, it's not a dive, but it's a, it's oh, a slow yes. decline. His, you, your past, I think, is peak value. But, I mean, like, you're Dynasty. looking at a 2022 year of 184 tackles, 12 TFL. Two, 184, yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm at Foyer. My bad. 124 <laughs> like, oh my total tackles, 8 TFLs, 5.5 sacks. Yeah, he was good. 15.1 points per game. Does it get much better than 15.1? Even if he goes somewhere else, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to be around that. Yeah, I think 15, 16 points per game, I get, depending on the sacks. What you hope for is you hope for the PFF glow-up like Roquan yeah. experienced. Yeah. Yes. Can you imagine if he has a Patrick Queen type year where suddenly it's like, hey, Devin White's kind of turned yeah. it around a yes. little bit. I see a lot of green. Or Tremaine Edmonds as well, right? Yes. He was a guy that was always grading like trash, and then he – he had a nice year last year, PFF-wise. And exactly yep. like you're talking about the non-tangibles that PFF can't really come up with, the contract year stuff and the way players play in contract years they is know. something else that you can't take into exactly. account. Especially if he gets the chip on his shoulder with, Tampa Bay doesn't want to pay me, yeah. yep. so I know i got to go somewhere else. I'm going to yeah. ball out and yep. go get, you know, a, you know, could he get the Tremaine Edmonds type oh, of deal? I would think so. I think he'll be somewhere in between like a Bobby O'Karake, Tremaine Edmonds sort of deal. Yeah, I could see it. I'd be, I don't see think it. he's getting $72 million. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe. He, he was a top, what, 10 pick, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. I mean, and he's he's a Super Bowl champ. I mean, as a horse, again, very important <laughs> characteristic here. Let's see, what was he draft-wise? He was the fifth overall pick. Wow. Was he fifth overall? Yeah, fifth overall pick. God, I forgot he was that high. So, yeah, he absolutely could get the Tremaine Edmonds deal then. So, we'll see. He is – I've got him on the main roster in our XFFL league. Um, he, I'm, doing the, I'm doing the franchise tag with him because yeah. I, I don't want the four-year deal where I'm paying him $13 million or whatever in the fourth year. And the other thing about that Bucks team is it's kind of like the Rams. They're going to be real They're gonna be bad. bad. Yes, real, they are. Real bad. Yeah, I, th- I think stat-wise, he could have an absurd stat line. Could he have yeah. his best? Well, his best year was absurd. It's going to be hard to beat that 20 You're points You're not going to have 20. But could he have 16? Could, yeah. he, could he go north of 16 points per game this Easily. season? Easily. I think so, too. Well, let's talk about the guy you just mentioned, Bobo. Foyce Deluican of the Jacksonville Jaguars sits here at number three on the Dynasty ranks, 27.9 years old. He signed a three-year, $45 million contract last offseason. 
UFA 2025 potential out next season, 99% of snaps, 1,145 snaps across 17 games played, y'all. 17.7 points per game. This dude was green across the board on PFF, 184 total tackles, 12 TFLs, two sacks, two forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries, five pass breakups, nine QB hits. My God, Bobo, what else could we ask for out of Foyce Luican? I think that's what Jacksonville said last year, and I think that's why they probably reconfigured his contract to, I think there was a potential out after maybe 2023, so it was a, yes. it was initially only really two years. And then maybe it was Foyer's play, or maybe it was a little bit of – uh, Lloyd and Muma being like, oh gosh, yeah. right? They these guys might not good. be ready yet. But no, man, Foyer, good for him, man. You got to feel good playing like that. You know, having kind of a lot of doubters early on in your career, and now you're 27.9 years old, and you just got you know re re uh, re upped with the um, Jaguars for another year. Yeah, they restructure his. They restructured his contract. It looks like basically just bring to, up some cap space. They basically. Uh, locked him in for another another mm-hmm. year is the way I understood it. But, nah, man, Foyer is one of the guys in these best balls that is a guy in the first round that if he hangs too long, it's like, okay, I'm going Foyer. I'm just not going to overthink it. Like I'm, pick six. Yes. That's where I'm starting. Like after those, it's 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 Micah Parsons, Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett, TJ Watt. Who am I missing? Max Crosby. Max Crosby. Yeah. yeah. It's the top five. Those five, and once those guys are gone, you start shifting to, all right, Foyer, Foyer time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or Roquan. I mean, sure. one of those, those two. Those two linebackers, more than happy to take those guys. And then I've noticed Devin we'll White's been slipping it. to yeah, the we'll second. There. Yeah, uh, I've seen it too. I kind of like that. Yeah. But otherwise, I'm then I'm, then I'm not hitting linebackers. Devin White like just slid further. What were we? Was it in 37? Or maybe it was 41. But you I noticed him, you that. You got him really late, I thought, in one of those. Maybe that was it. But anyways, yeah, I noticed. I was like, eh, this name should not be here yep. at this point, especially in a big play that we are. Yeah, I mean, foyer. What what kind of uh, shelf life do you think Lewican has? Do you think he? It's, I don't see him on the Fred Warner trajectory. I don't think he's that good. It seems pretty safe, but, right? No, man. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's very safe. Uh, and then just like the insane tackle production, though. It's insane. 184 last year, and that was actually down. <laughs> from 2021, I was 2021, ask if you should sell, but if you had sold last season, uh, you made a mistake. You'd be upset because you missed out on 17.7 points per yeah, game. Yeah, the points per game was up, right? Because it was 17.7, it was 16.8 in 2021, it was 15.1 <laughs> in 2020. So the dude, three years of being a legit linebacker one, and now he's like a top three linebacker. So, um, also, guy was really athletic, he was 9.21 yeah. RAS score, baller. Um, so yeah, I mean Foyer, I, I don't know. He's kind of he's kind of flipped the narrative for me. I mean I, I'm I'm confident in Foyer for another two years. And if you get Foyer for two years, that is like a, a potential league winner for yep. two years. You know you're, you're going to be at such an advantage at linebacker having this guy in your roster for the next two years. Who cares? Josh, Who cares if he burns re- out? I just realized this laptop scrolls with just my fingers on the yes, screen. Yes, sir. It's a Thank touch you for screen. That, Josh. You're very welcome. I appreciate you. You deserve hey, it. Twenty seven point nine years old. Is there a way that we could build into the ranks a way to auto tweet people on their birthday that says, Hey Foyer, <laughs> that happy would be birthday cool. from that would be the nice. IDC. We could show. we could do a little I'm Zapier sure, connection. Yeah, Evan probably knows some type of formula. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Evan, can you send out some birthday <laughs> tweets for us? Do your wizardry, Evan. Yes, get behind the curtain, Mr. Wizard of Oz. All 
All right, Bobo, let's cue you up for number two here. Take it away. I'm going to give you the solo cam. Who's next up here on the list? Number two, Nick Bolton, Kansas City Chiefs linebacker, 23.3 years old, UFA in 2025. His 2022 stats, 100, oh, my goodness, 1,119 snaps, which was 98% snap share for the Chiefs. 17 games played. He had 16 points per game, 180 total tackles, 9 TFL, 2 interceptions, 2 sacks, 1 forced fumble, uh, actually one fumble, fumble recovery, recovery yeah. three pass breakups, seven QB hits, and then PFF grades of 77.3. His biggest PFF grades being run defense of 81 and tackle grade of 82. We got everything we wanted from Nick Bolton. All right, I'm going to stop you. So you spoke really highly of uh, Fred Warner. Yes. Do you see Nick Bolton on the same career trajectory? Not yet. Because okay. we've seen it one year. Okay. We've seen what we wanted from Nick Bolton last year, but we've seen it from Fred Warner now for uh, half decade. Okay. So I want a – do what? Yeah, his whole career. Yeah, his whole career. So I want to see a little bit more out of Nick Bolton. When did Bolton come into the league? Uh, two years two ago. Two years ago. Second. Okay. This will be his third year. We, okay. we wanted okay. to see the snaps. We wanted to see the production. We wanted to see the points per game. We wanted to see the PFF grades. We got it all. Do we have, let me ask it around this table, do we have legitimate reason to think that the linebacker addition of Drew Tranquil, Leo Chanel coming along, do we really have reason to think this is going to affect Nick Bolton? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of concerned, honestly. I think it's more the pecking order behind Bolton. I think it is possible that he could see a down, you know, down tick in snaps. But if I had to put money down on it, I think he still stays above 95%. Yeah, I'm not concerned about snaps. He's still LB1. But production-wise, production 16 points per game. I mean, I feel like just having Drew Tranquil there, it's, that's not going to be – he's not going to be going nuts like he was. There's just going to be someone else out there soaking up some tackles. And, and He's got a lot of capable capable running mates, that's for sure. Let yeah. me read you all some of these. Patrick Mahomes, 10-year, 450. Fifty million dollars. Chris Jones for your eighty million. Joe Thune. and Chris Jones is about to get paid. Yes. Uh, Jawan Taylor, Travis Kelsey, Justin Reed, MBS, Harrison Butker. So cap wise, I mean, they have obviously Mahomes is super important to them. But outside of that, are they going to pay Chris Jones? Are yes. They, are they going to re up Travis Kelsey? Yes. Yes. MBS. No. Nope. Um, Kadarius Tony. No. George Karloff, this is a rookie uh, CEH. So what I'm they're, get, they're going what to I'm pay, getting yeah, at is Karloftis and I, Nick Bolton. I think they have the money to pay Bolton. Yeah, he'll um, be there. Which means that maybe you do see them scale him back a touch this year. Um, I think they can afford to. to I mean, if they healthy. wanted to, and the Chiefs know what they are. They did the same with Pacheco last year. Yeah, they knew that Pacheco was this. UDFA or seventh round rookie. Yeah, seventh. They knew this in training camp, and I think they kind of. Pulled the reins back, horse reference, pulled the mm, reins back Devin on White Pacheco and ran CEH early on in the season so that they could let Mahomes and Pacheco and everybody like do what they want to weeks I don't, 12 through 18. They're going to make the playoffs. Let's say Nick Bolton pulls pops a hammy yeah. and he's out a week. I don't think they're going to be rushing this guy back. I think they're yeah, just yeah. getting a little bit. It's We don't like it for IDP, but stacking a strength with a strength in the offseason or through the draft is what smart teams do. It's just the more we do this IDP stuff, the more I 
it's so rare to see the Fred Warner stats of not only like crazy stats, but also the PFF numbers Very and the player. leadership on the field. Yep. And I see the same in Nick. Could Bolton. he be the next Fred Warner? Yes, yeah, for absolutely. Sure. I think he could be on that path. I just want to see it. And I'm very curious what this year looks like with Drew Tranquil in the building, with Leo Chanel coming along, yeah. Willie Gay probably out the door. I think Nick Bolton is the most stable asset there, but I am curious to see what happens coming off this mountaintop high. Yeah, There's really only room to go down, in my opinion, That's for Nick true. Bolton. I think that Spagnuolo likes a lot of pieces, though. You look at what he's doing with his DBs. I mean, they've got Legereus Sneed. They've got the uh, up-and-coming, uh, I have him in RSO. McDuffie. McDuffie. They've got Justin Reed. They've got Mike Edwards. They've got uh, Cook. You know, so it's just kind of like yeah. you get to play with whatever you want to play with from one week to the next, you know? Um, I don't know how much of that changes week in and week out as far as like a game plan, who they're playing against, but I do think that Nick Bolton is the uh, – he's the roots to that defense. He's the he's yeah. the big oak tree standing in the middle. Yes. Two tall trees never worked out. In no, Arizona, tree reference. Could we have right. two? Well, one tall tree. We'll them see. Oak what the, trees. Them oak trees are strong. <laughs> roots go down deep. Sure. Well, we've mentioned them a lot in passing tonight. But we're going to wrap up with Adams' number one dynasty linebacker. We're going back to Baltimore. It is Roquan Smith, twenty-six point two years old. Five-year, $100 million contract this offseason. Potential out after 2026. So if you're wondering where Roquan Smith's going to be, it is going to be in Baltimore. He played 97% of snaps once he got to Baltimore. 17 games played, 17.1 points per game, 169 total tackles, 11 TFLs, 3 INTs, 4.5 sacks, 6 pass breakups, 4 QB hits, a lot of nice grades across the board for PFF. Roquan Smith is king of the mountain, Addy, and there is no one more deserving of this crown. Roquan is everything you want in an NFL linebacker and as an IDP asset. Yep, just such a stud. He's definitely the highest paid linebacker, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, $100 million. Did Baltimore pay that, or was that from the Bears? Yeah, that was Baltimore. Baltimore. Okay. Baltimore gave okay. him that contract this offseason. Yeah, and I mean – Shaq Leonard is right under him, I believe. Yeah, and Baltimore has to feel really good about giving him that contract, you know, because the guy played phenomenal for him. Um, but, yeah, points per game-wise, you mentioned 17.1 points per game in 2022, 15.3 in 21, 18 points per game in 2020. So wow. this guy is just Such a nothing beast. but be a stud for us uh, ever since he came into the league. Uh, tackle numbers have been great. 169 this past year, 163 in 21, 139 in 2020. And I'm pretty sure he missed some time. Also, the the sacks have been pretty good too. Four and a half this past year, three in 21, uh, four in 2020. So, I mean, that's a three-year average of four sacks. Just tack on four sacks. Why not? Yeah. I mean, just – Please and thank you. Just the, a, a perfect linebacker for Truly. us. And, um, yeah, I, mean, I think he's going to he's gonna be one of these – probably legendary type linebackers, right? He's going to be probably still really good in his, in his early thirties. And, uh, I, I hope that he, you know, finishes his career there with Baltimore. That'd be kind of nice to see. Be sweet. I mean, you don't need us to tell you that Roquan Smith is a great yeah. IDP asset. I mean, I think even the most casual of IDP players have heard of Roquan Smith, probably rostered him at some point. And, uh, whether you're playing best ball dynasty or redraft, you can't go wrong going Roquan Smith early. Is Roquan in a tier of his own? Is it tier one Roquan, 
tier two, Nick Bolton, Foyer. For redraft for 2023, I think it's Foyer and for, Roquan for in tier one. For, for, dynasty. For, for dynasty, yes, I think it is Roquan by himself in tier one. Mm. I yep. agree. Yeah, because Foyer, how old is Foyer? Is he? Uh, he's so he's twenty seven point nine. Yeah, Roquan's twenty six point two. I mean, Nick Bolton and Foyer are like one B. I mean, it's it's very close. Um, but we've just seen it more from Roquan. Yeah. If Nick Bolton has another year, I think he's tapping on the door of that upper upper echelon. No, I like that. That's a good point. I had never thought about it that way. Roquan's definitely in a tier of his own. He's kind of like the Travis Kelsey, in my opinion. He he just. Not only the points per game, but also, you know, just how how many games has he missed? How yeah. many linebackers come in and get a hundred million dollar contract? Yeah. <clears throat> he is yeah. number one. Shaq point. Leonard was ninety eight point five, so Fred Warner was number three. So what did the Bears get for him? Uh, second, second, man. Wow. What they flipped for Chase, Chase Claypool. Claypool? So they're feeling not not great, and, and then, then went out and paid. A trillion dollars yeah. for TJ Edwards. Dumb teams, yes. dude. I was worried they were going to do that dumb stuff, yep. and they did it. It's like you could have saved the money, rolled out Jack Sanborn, you know, maybe grab someone cheap. Jesus. Yeah, David Long, Aziz Al-Shair. <laughs> yeah. Thousand guys available in free agency. Instead, let's cross our fingers that Tremaine works out. Yes, let's give. For multiple years. Yes. Yeah. Let's give $100 million, you know, to two linebackers. So stupid. So stupid. But Roquan Smith, drafting that guy, not stupid. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode. It is the finale of the top 48 Dynasty linebackers. We know y'all love some linebackers, so we blew it out this season. Just crested two. Just two hours, yeah. We just passed the two-hour mark. Hey, so this, we, was, this was a big boy. Before we get out of here, we didn't mention it, but some decent news this last week. Uh, Leonard Floyd yes. signs with Buffalo. Yeah, very excited. What do y'all think about that? I've got a lot of Leonard Floyd shares, so I am uh, I like it better than him not being on a team. Yes, definitely. Uh, great basketball target because I don't want to try to figure out when to play that guy and, and manage leagues, but... Um, you got to love it for Buffalo, too. I mean, continuing to build out that edge group. It's some nice Von Miller insurance. I like reuniting Von Miller. Yes. And Leonard Floyd as well. That's exactly. fun. Don't so, forget that. Uh, you know, it does muddy the waters a little bit there, but, um, you know, that Buffalo edge rushing situation was a little bit ambiguous to begin with, and this just makes it more so for me. I, I think, you know, um, I think all three of those guys can coexist, especially with Von Miller coming off the ACL. I think that this was like just a perfect fit, yeah. honestly, for Leonard Floyd. They're like, all right, well, Von Miller, you're not going to get your usual 60 to yep. 70, but hopefully we can get you out there for 40 to 50. But yeah. Leonard Floyd, you're going to do your thing. And They took a step back when Von got hurt. Oh, big time. You yes. know, I, I think that was a pretty big uh, that was a pretty big hole in the in the team. But I feel like the Bills are kind of in a window to some extent. Oh yeah, yeah. you got Y'all better sure. do it here pretty quick. Cash in. Yeah. But look at Leonard Floyd the last three years: yeah. uh, nine sacks in twenty twenty two, nine and a half in twenty one, ten and a half in twenty twenty. The tackles were pretty good too: fifty nine in twenty two, seventy in twenty one. 55 in 2020. So that was a three-year average of 61.3 tackles and a three-year average uh, for sacks of 9.7. So that's fantastic. And You're getting would, close to 10 sacks per year. Sign me up for that. I would also argue that he is one of the few players that hasn't really gotten that like Aaron Donald effect. You know, I don't really – they haven't had any other good pass rushers here the last couple of years. I mean, like, I know they had uh, Ogbonia – I know they've had, you know, just some... Abby Cam. Yeah, just some help, you know. But 
Leonard Floyd really has been a good pass rusher by himself, uh, alone, standing apart from from Aaron Donald the last couple of years. And so I I'm, think I'm happy for him. I think it's going to be him, Gregory Rousseau, and Von yeah. Miller as the top three guys in that edge rotation. Just rotate them out. Just yep. keep them going. It's good for Ed Oliver, too. I mean, give yeah. him some help on the interior. Got that new deal? Yep. So, I good like for that. you at Oliver. People probably forget Leonard Floyd was a former ninth overall pick. Wow. Yep. 9.83 RAS score. Was I mean, he of the Bears originally? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, he's 6'5 and a half, 244, four, It just, four, he feels stinky because he's the ninth overall pick and he, he kind of bounced around a little bit, but he's had a solid career when and you go back he's and He's 31. Look, yeah. And he's still doing, like, like I mentioned, 10 sacks over his last three years. That's the average. That's yeah. two guys that I kind of look at very similar that I have a lot of shares at. Uh, shares of because they go later, Unique Ngakwe yeah. and Leonard Floyd. Give me the sack artists that are like bouncing around and kind of doing the mercenary approach. Yep. I'm fine with that in best ball. It's yep. these these are guys that haven't been signed yet. It's a matter of time. They're going to sign. Just gobble up the discount. Rashawn yep. Evans is still sitting out there in yep. best ball 41. We're probably 50 or 60 linebackers in. So yep. dude's going to sign somewhere. He's going to be relevant. Definitely about to get taken. Definitely about to get taken. You better get in there and make a pick. Like I said, join us over at theidpshow.com. We're drafting all offseason, y'all. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to get cranking, probably get up to best ball 50 yep. uh, this coming week. So I'm telling uh, you, if you're locked in, us. if you're locked in and rocking with this, uh, you're going to tell a difference. You're going to know, you're going to be just levels ahead of, uh, of everyone else. So. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So check it out. We've got the uh, IDP draft kit or the IDP show draft kit over there. We've made some updates. Uh, we're going to have uh, in-season rankings, as we've mentioned, uh, new episodes of the after show. We're going to have the Q&A thread in seasons with those questions being answered on the pod by Jake and Evan. So we're going to take care of y'all. It's not just this summer, the off-season, draft season. Obviously, we're going to be locked in and giving y'all the best possible resources to succeed. In-season, we're going to take care of you too, Addy. Y'all should know. This is year four for us. That's right. We love our listeners. Yeah, we are coming up on year four. Our birthday is sometime in July. I think it's July 19th, maybe, when we drop the first episode. Sounds right. So, uh, yeah, four-year anniversary coming up here. We'll have to do something special. Time flies. That's right. Got to have a nice triple kiss. (laughs) Tune in to the OnlyFans for that coming soon. (laughs) Thank you all again for listening. Be sure to check out the after show we got coming up on Wednesday with DJ Caltown next week. Uh, It will be John Macri and Tom Kisslingberry talking about scheme changes. And then we will be back after that to talk about second-year IDPs that you need to be paying attention to. We'll be back to talk about scheme busters. (laughs) We tried to tell you all last year. Trying to tell you. So look forward to that. We got a lot of good stuff cooking. Y'all know where to find us. We'll be here all off-season until a couple weeks from now. We'll see y'all soon. Take care.